And welcome back to Scout Talk, everyone. In today's episode, we are joined with Goat, who is a friend of the show, a content creator on YouTube, and also live stream on YouTube. Goat, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing, man? I'm glad to be here. Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, as good as you can be, I guess, in the Tarkov universe. That's uh, that's excellent. I do actually want to firstly say that um, I I really I really do think that you uh, especially on some of your YouTube vids I think you deserve more viewership. If anybody hasn't gone to check out your your channel, I think the things that you make are really high quality. And um, I I think just props to you for um for just for just having such quality videos. Honestly, I'm like I'm actually amazed that you kind of don't like get get more views on some of these things. Actually, I I really, I really do. I really do think they're very very good. I just thought I'd say that straight up front. Yeah, I, you know, I haven't been making like Tarkov content for that long. I started doing the short game, playing, you know, uh, May, making shorts. Those have been really successful. Long form content, the algorithm is confused. The algorithm doesn't know. It's like it wants to go back and forth. And so I'm just going to keep doing it. And if people watch it, that's awesome, you know, and if they don't, that's also cool too. And uh, I've been having fun with it. And, uh, you know, there's, there's yeah. more in the future, hopefully. I think I think that's the way. I think that's the way. I mean, the the latest one that um, that I watched about the about your friend or whatever. I like. I just really like the kind of like almost like vlog style thing. I, I just I just really liked it. I was like, I, some you know these days like when I watch a video, I can tell if somebody's poured like the heart and soul into it, and it's taken them a long time to make. Yeah. Like you can just you can just tell. I'm sure Church is exactly the same now, especially after editing for airing for a while. You can just tell when somebody's actually put. Like proper effort into a video because those those kind of things they're not easy to to do they're they're fairly simple to consume and it's easy to think yeah you know you just like bash a few clips together or whatever but like planning all the like all the little seg segments and sections and switching different camera angles and stuff like dude it, it takes time it takes time it's not it's not easy so um yeah props to you dude keep keep it yeah. up I'm sure it'll I'm sure, I'm sure it'll pay off in long form yeah well thank you yeah that one that that you're talking about. That was months and months and months and months, probably six months or more in the making of uh, recording, at, you know, footage, doing interviews, collecting evidence. I actually didn't want to make the video uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, just a quick uh, rundown. I, a friend and a moderator and a big part of my community was cheating. And I ran into some cheaters in game. Like they killed me. I sent him a friend request. And had this happen multiple times and say, hey, can I film you? Can I ask you some questions? No, 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 no. Finally, someone said yes. And I collected a lot of evidence and I built up a case and I confronted the guy. He admitted to it. And it gets even more wild than that because he was a guy in the Discord responsible for handling like really sensitive information about people's hardware and people who are banned. And long story short, um, I learned a lot. I made, I made a video about it. And um, yeah. Uh, that's that's kind of you know the rest is history I guess. Yeah, and you you sent me that video in a DM, and you were like, "Hey, Church, you know, here's this video I made," and you told me a little bit of the background, and you know, I think it's a really interesting topic and cheating. And anytime someone comes to me and they're like, "Hey, let's," you know, I had someone DM me about, "Yeah, I'm in like a hacking community, you know, I'm like behind the scenes cheater man, you know, let's let's have a chat, get me in your podcast." And I'm just like, Ugh. you know, I'm on. It's not that I don't find like cheating or like i'm scared to talk about cheating it's more so just like generally speaking i don't find the topic that interesting with like an asterisk like because sometimes the when you say you want to talk about cheating you're just like man i can't stand these hackers bsh can do something now fix the game you know it's 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 you're kind of like powerless in the situation but 
So I was a little hesitant to watch your video, but I finally like got around to it and watched it. And I was like, wow, this is like not what I was expecting. This is really good. You know what I mean? And plus the video was really good. So, and you got a crazy story going along with it, which if you haven't seen the video, I think you should all watch it. It's super entertaining. Um, I think it's called like the messy truth about hacking in video games. Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And um, yeah, the big thing about it was I learned a couple things that I didn't, I think that most people just need to hear. Because you go into uh, the Reddit comments or you mm-hmm. you go to any discussion about cheating and you go into the comment section and everybody, you will see a pretty consistent feedback to BSG. Though you know They need to have a better ant- anti-cheat. We need to detect them. Battle eye is not good enough and blah, 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 blah. And what I learned is that a lot of the cheats that most guys are running on um, EOD accounts when they're level 50 plus, they're running something called a DMA device. And it's they're running a separate computer and this device is installed on their main computer and it pulls the memory and it can't be detected because there's nothing actually running on the main computer. And when I learned this, I was like, ah, oh, because you, how are you going to stop this? Right. And so that's kind of one thing that I thought was really interesting. So I kind of, I, I go into more detail about how all that works in, in, in the video. And then just, you know, uh, talking to, to these guys, I interviewed a bunch of different cheaters and most of them didn't want to be in the video. And so I, I chose to keep like this main crew that I ran into. I, I, I chose to highlight them and actually in, interview them and kind of keep those characters throughout the video. And it, and it's a 26 minute video. So it's, it's a long video. If you're going to watch it, sit down, you know, grab something to drink or some popcorn or whatever, um, watch it in sections or whatever. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, I lost, uh, you know, friendships over this video. I, um, you know, I, I changed my whole perspective about Tarkov and what the developers should be doing or what they can do. Um, I, my whole focus on uh, how, how I look at raids every time I die and how I think about it has, has, has changed. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's rough. So you lost some friends over it. I mean, I'm, was there like, I'm assuming the person you outed was one of those friends, but was there other people within your group that were like, oh, this isn't right, you know, he's he's blah, 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 he made a mistake, or how, how did that play out? Yeah, so people who said, oh, it's not that big of a deal, th- those mm-hmm. kind of people, I I don't play with them anymore. Uh, there was yeah. one guy who said, you know, I'm not, I have no problem with him cheating because he's like on my team, and I was like benefiting from it, so it's not that big <laughs> of a deal. I was like, okay, we're never playing again. <laughs> I'm not playing with you again. And this whole thing, like, I never wanted to get involved in any of this to begin with. Uh, mm-hmm. And the only reason I got involved and in, even met this guy is because back when the 1212 patch launched, I went to log in and my, my wife was playing as well. And we go to log in on wipe day and I go to type in my name and my email. You know how that makes you re-log in and all that. And it says 229 error. And I'm like, 229 error? What does that mean? So I look it up and I'm like, no. Banned? Like What? So I go and I, and, I, and, and uh, Kelly, my uh, wife, Kel Kel, she, um, she was like busy doing something else. I'm like, I'm going to try to log into her account. So I go and I log into her account, 229, banned. <laughs> I was like, dang it, that's two EOD accounts. That's like over $300 right there. And uh, like, that sucks. Um, and I'm like live streaming. So I like shut the stream down. I'm like, this is not good. <laughs> and I hear about some other people getting the same error. And it turns out um, thousands of people who had this gigabyte motherboard um, were all banned because it wasn't reporting a unique serial number. So uh, if something wrong with the BIOS, so 
some hacker out there in, ha in Hacker Universe got banned with that motherboard and anyone who has that motherboard got banned. So it took us a couple weeks to figure it out, but, but we finally figured it out. We contacted BSG. I had a, had a BSG contact and we went back and forth and it, and, and it apparently was like three or four or five motherboards. We, we, we isolated all the motherboards. We got everybody unbanned. It's all good. Yay. You know, but through that, I met a bunch of people and one was this guy. Uh, th this guy that was also hacking. I didn't know at the time. Um, and he actually, he's a software IT guy. He, he cracked the code behind it. He figured out that we all had the same serial number. Mm. And he's like, look, this should all be unique. And all of you guys are reporting the same serial number. Mm. So, you know, we were able to figure that out. And that's how I got involved in this whole hacking thing. And, and to begin with, I'm not like, I don't have a software background. I don't have a programming background. And my Discord ended up being this place where people go when you get, Band. And so, uh, like, wait, I'm cheating guy. Uh, I helped him get a BSG contact when he got banned one time. I didn't, I didn't vouch for him. I just said, Hey, here's the contact, you know, and the people come through, I get a, an email probably every day from somebody for the most part. Um, I don't, I don't, uh, have much to help them with or anything, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's how I got snaked into this whole thing. It's kind of like the poison chalice. You've been like thrust into the, <laughs> into this thing just cause you had your own problem and you know, by virtue of being a content creator, you've ended up being like the, the hub for that kind of issue. It, it's funny because, yeah, I, I do remember actually this story previously um, because somebody came and spoke to me about it and, and said, hey, have you, have you seen what's been going on here? Have you seen you know, what, what Goat's been doing? And, you know, maybe you could put the word out and whatever. And I was just like, look, I'm happy to talk about it, but I don't think there's any point making a video because it won't perform well and then no one will watch it, which is like exactly what you're, that's what you're, that's what you're looking for is for tons of people to watch this thing. And like, I don't think anyone's going to watch it. So I was like, you know, I fully support your, the, the endeavor that you guys are, are going through, but it's just a really hard topic to actually talk about because like, why should anyone believe you as well? Like, except for the people, like all of you lot who know that you've been banned unfairly, how does anybody know? And like, thank, thank God that you lot were actually able to figure out this whole serial number thing. I did actually find that fascinating that, that that was the, the root cause of it, that, you know, these, and, that, and this is the thing, this, it's another thing that puts into question, like, so many things of these like false bans or, or, or real, you know, whether a ban is real or not, is that random things happen like this that you could just never predict. And so you can never really know either which way. If somebody gets banned, it's definitely not, you know, a sealed shut case for sure. Um, and in this, yes, in, in this particular instance, as you said, a bunch of these motherboards were all stamped with the same serial number, loads of them, and anybody who used that one serial number got, got banned off, which is just like, it's just nuts. Um, I do remember with I was watching some of like your follow up videos, and there were some other issues too as well, like having to be super careful about um, about people trying to get in on the list, right? I, I remember you talking yeah. about that, that. There was problems because you know you've you've now got this like holy grail opportunity <laughs> for people who have been banned properly to now get in and say, oh no, I was I was banned unfairly. I've got this motherboard. Get me <laughs> get me off the ban list. So people who are actually hacking, but then you know trying to infiltrate your your endeavor basically to get themselves back online which is like actually crazy like it's actually it's just so crazy going from like the guy who's, who's just been banned and tries to find a solution to to that oh my, oh my god it's yeah it's it's mad it, it's really annoying because like i'll be live streaming or i'll have a youtube video and people come into the comments and like i've been 229 banned and you and everybody says you can get me unbanned what do i need to do and i'm like oh god i gotta do this again you know so i created this like unlisted video that i would send people and it basically was like listen i don't know you i don't trust you everybody lies to me so here's what I know. Uh, you guys can go to this room and, and talk amongst each other. But I, you know, I, I eventually, you know, started doing that. 
And then I moved over to like basically saying I'm not going to help anymore. But I was like, man, that kind of sucks because when I was banned, I really hated it when, when no one wanted to help me. I got banned from uh, the Escape from Tarkov Reddit for, for discussing it. We had already cracked the code. We had figured out everything. And we sent the mods. We said, listen, we made this post. It's got thousands of upvotes. Here's all the information. We know what the problem is. We need to get this information because we can't get in contact with BSG. And they, they banned me. I got banned from the official Tarkov Discord for even mentioning being banned because I mean, that's just part of their terms of service. They just ban you, you know? So I was like, I know what it's like not being able to get any help. But at the same time, it's rough because we had sent a list to BSG of, of names of people who had the right serial numbers. So we, we interviewed people one-on-one -on -one and we had them uh, tell us what their motherboard was and they would tell, and then they would give it to us and we hadn't released any information. And if they had the same motherboard, we're like, okay, I feel comfortable about, about this account. We, we, we sent it on to BSG. So they responded back. And this guy, it, it's the closest thing to like being like a double spy or something. He wouldn't tell me his name. Uh, I got the, the information through HyperRet and um, Bakizi. Those guys gave me the same contact. So I was like, okay, this is legit. Um, and they've both been falsely banned. So, you know, they were more uh, sympathetic to the cause, I guess. Um, and so I'm talking to this guy and he sends an, a message back and says, some of the people on this list are not legit. And he kind of just stopped, stopped talking to me. And I was like, I almost ruined the whole relationship. Um, and then they, they eventually, we sent them more evidence and then they were like, okay, this is good. Okay. And then they, then, then they kind of opened up a little bit more, but it almost all got ruined from some guys giving me wrong in, information and lying to me. So it was like, ah, it's just so frustrating. Mm, that's really insane. It might, like, it must put your, well, I guess it's good, good training in general for them. I mean, we're all super skeptical on the internet, but this is like next level, right? Like anybody, that, anything that anyone says to you, you're having to second guess and think like, is this guy legit or not? Like, could, could you have got this screenshot from his motherboard from somewhere else? Like, do they know? Do they not know? Has someone else told them? Like, it's just... So I can't imagine, honestly, I just can't, I can't imagine. I really can't imagine. It's absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane. But the fact that you managed to get through to a, a positive conclusion and get everybody with those motherboards unbanned was also pretty cool. I mean, I had somebody message me the other day and they said, I've been banned and it's unfair. Do you know where I need to go? And I was just like, I, I, I don't. Like, I, it's never happened to me. And that's the thing. If you don't, if you've never been banned and you haven't had a friend that's been banned or anything like that, you literally just don't know where to turn and you start looking up, I guess, posts on Reddit of other people and trying to figure out a way through the maze to get to a contact who you can actually speak to to try and overturn your case or whatever. And people say just like, you know, talk to Battle Eye. It's like, what does that even mean? How do, how do you even do that? Um, so that's uh, kind of interesting, actually, that you've got a, a, at least a, a route for people to follow. There's a, a trodden path that people, um, that people can go through. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's, pretty, that's pretty, it's pretty crazy, though. It is. It is pretty crazy. And then to have your cheating friend, I, I know. I can't, I can't believe it. And I and I play with this guy. Um, gave him like permission. So anybody who joined the the, the Discord, we would uh, send them like a program basically, and they would have to agree to it. And we would scan their. Uh, he would scan basically their hardware to see what motherboards and stuff. And we would be like, well, okay. You know, 100 people just joined today. 75 of them have the same motherboard. We should probably look into this, you know? And so we would uh, I, I identify new motherboards um, because in 1212, uh, what Battle I did is they used to only scan like your hard drive. They would have your um, Windows serial and a bunch of other stuff. They added motherboards and thumb drives and other unique, they added more stuff to the hardware ban list. 
So they were able to, uh, you know, hackers that had uh, spoofed uh, hardware, they would still get banned because some hardware that they didn't realize was added to the list got added. Uh, so that, that made me a really complicated way of explaining it. But essentially, they added more hardware, and one of them was the motherboard. So that's why all these new motherboards were having problems. So, you know, we, we would scan their hard drive, and the guy doing most of this was my moderator in question. So he's directly <laughs> getting information and talking to people. He was like the worst person you could have <laughs> yeah. in that position. And I was like, oh, no. And I put him in that position. I mean, like, how was I supposed to know? But, you know, so it was a real feels bad moment. Um, you know, oh, well. Now, you talk about, you know, hardware scanning and this and the other. So I, it is kind of confusing because at some point somewhere along the line, I thought, Battle Eye was only scanning software. Like, I mean, I should also say that it's the hacking scene's changed a lot <laughs> since I like looked into it back in the day in my youth. I mean, it was all software, right? This whole like you install a freaking slot into your PCIe Express plane and then, you know, read your memory and then it's got an in and out USB port into the other PC where that software runs. Like, that's way different than anything I've seen. So it makes me wonder, like, because they do hardware ban you, and but can they actually like read the hardware devices, or is it only what some things output to the Windows side of software, if you will? You know what I mean? Because it would seem like they would, if it could, like read and identify all the hardware devices. And I don't, I mean, I really don't know what I'm saying. I'm just jargon, right? Yeah, they, they should be able to read yeah. the the hacking thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, my understanding is there is a way for BattleEye to see like what hardware you have connected to your computer mm -hmm. and to see the uh, unique serial numbers. And that's one way that they can track. Uh, if it's you, like if you create a new account and try to log in as someone who's hardware banned, they're going to be able to look at, uh, you know, the hardware you have on your, on your computer and say, this is the same person, you know? Um, and so that's how I got banned because when I logged in, my motherboard was detected. Now, are there ways around this? I'm sure there's ways around it. I haven't looked too much into that. Um, and as far as like, I, I still believe that, you know, a, a good majority of cheaters are running software. Apparently how it works is like at, it, it goes at the kernel level and it bypasses a lot of ways that it can be detected. And so a lot of cheaters are doing that, but those potentially could be detected. There's ways to detect that. The, uh, what I brought up in my video was the DMA device, which, which goes into the PCI slot, just like your uh, graphics card. And uh, that device, it's like a couple, a couple hundred bucks. And you don't, you don't have to run it on some beefy computer. It could be mm -hmm. a, a small tablet or, or, or something off to the side. And those, you know... Are, are virtually undetectable. In fact, there's a guy in the video who is running one um, and he's using a webcam to like scan the screen and he's using the DMA device to control his mouse or whatever. And he even went so far as to actually get a uh, robot to move the mouse around and click and stuff. So like there's yeah. always a way where you can like do something where it, it literally it's not running on the computer, you know? So it's it's tough uh and, and so i think the main point i made in the video was like we need to detect cheaters in other ways 
you know, I'm a big uh, proponent of doing a uh, demo replay system like Counter-Strike has and uh, Valorant and other games, League of Legends, whatever. And I'm a big proponent of having um, actual like staff that are like referees that watch and, you know, look for anomalies and use AI algorithms to kind of detect people to, to look into. It's a battle that's just never going to end, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm like, I just did a quick search for Colonel and, um, because I guess that would probably be the thing is that you would need, because I, I actually think, I remember reading some time ago that Battle Eye actually does have some type of kernel level um, implementation where it runs basically alongside of your like boot up drivers, etc. Like it's at the, it has the most like, uh, it can access all your. It's at the lowest level, so it has this like is access the, to this everything. Is the, like the Ring Zero Invasion yes. MTT that everyone yes. always talks about, right? The, right. the quote unquote buzzword of like, du jour. Anytime anyone brings it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. And anyways, I just I just think that as you were saying, essentially, is that there's being advancements made on both fronts, <laughs> and. Yeah. I do think that it's not all doom and gloom because I think that, you know, these big tech companies probably have more, um, what's the word, uh, not leverage, but, um, resources to actually, you know, get ahead of the game, you know? Um, but, uh, cause I don't know, everyone says, oh, you need to do what bat, what, uh, Valorant does with their anti-cheat, but I, it, it looks like, I mean, this is just a, Quick Google search. It looks like I think Battle Eye actually does have some type of kernel level implementation because um, there's a big post here on, on a cheating website yeah. how to how to get around it. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's tricky, right? This is the thing, you know. Hardware spoofers exist so that you mm -hmm. can spoof serial numbers, hardware, blah blah blah, whatever, right? Like the, those that stuff exists. Um, so it's very it's it's. It's very difficult, right? There's there's ways around things. You modify stuff enough, and you you're you're canny enough. You can make window or trick windows into thinking all sorts of random random stuff is uh, is there when it actually isn't. That just makes it like super super hard. And then I don't know. I I just feel like over time, I think that the the whole this is well, it's not really a tangent. I guess it's kind of it's sort of, it's sort of is a tangent. It's sort of related. But you know the whole like the nice guy drama that appeared because of this dude kev who's like supposedly hacking or maybe maybe or maybe not hacking i don't think it's ever been proven the guy just seems to have disappeared now it's just kind of all faded away into obscurity and we'll probably never really know but the ways that the top guys were suspicious in the first place are not only just because of the crazy progress but stuff like you know this it's a bit like the sort of statistical um, if anyone's listened to like veritas talking about cheating there's like the ways they do it in chess it's like the statistical analysis of the game you don't need to necessarily prove to somebody that they are hacking you don't need to prove that hacks are running you can just look at the way that the game is played and see things that are completely anonymous and anomalous and like outside of the normal realm of a standard player. For example, the thing that all the, the guys spotted about this this um this Kev dude's stats was that he had the the healing statistic of like a level fifteen, and nobody else who's level fifty five and above has healing any like it's way, way higher for everybody. So the dude basically never gets shot. So all the, even if all the other yeah. stats look pretty normal and they did like. You either have to play in a in a way that you just couldn't have got to Kappa that quickly because you have to push it right to get to Kappa. So you're gonna get shot by people. You're gonna run into people. 
So it's just like it's it's something that's inconsistent and doesn't make sense. I feel like those approaches are probably in these situations, right? Because what what can you do if somebody's running undetectable hardware cheats, whatever they're like reading the reading the memory and information's being sent to your client, and then they're running radar on another screen and stuff like, or as an overlay or whatever, right? It's like, you're kind of fighting a losing battle there, but it's this. Um, I think some of these statistical approaches are maybe more. They may be more robust, especially when you've got large amounts of information to compare different people to. Obviously, you've got to be careful about false positives and that kind of thing. But um, yep. I don't know. I, I, I'm starting to think that that sort of thing, where statistics stand out, might be the best way to to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, you know how I caught my buddy was not. A screen cap was not watching him do something uh, crazy. Was not. We, we even had a cheater join. Was in the same raid with him. He messaged. It was. I was. It was on the weekend. I wasn't even. I was. I wasn't even on my computer. He messaged me and goes, "I'm in the raid with him." And I was like, "Oh my god!" So we like recorded. Like we we tried to like catch him in a scenario. And yeah, like it made sense of what he would do is if he, if he had um, radar, but like it wasn't really proof. And so what was proof was the guy told me he had all these marked room keys. And I, he had already gotten Kappa and, he, and I know he'd already opened the marked room, like, you know, at least two keys and he had like six or seven more. And I was thinking, okay, like, yeah, you can do some barters and stuff. But, um, and I asked him like, how did you find him? He's like, dude, I searched jackets. And I was like, okay. And I looked at like keys found. So there's a stat in your, um, uh, uh, PMC that's like keys found. And it's a great marker for how many jackets you've opened up. Not exactly, but you have to actually take the key and put it, you know, most people pick up keys and they sell them and stuff. So I had like five or six times the number of keys found and I had found zero marked room keys last wipe. And I mean, I, I got to like level 67. I had max attention, max search. And I'm looking at his stats and I'm like, you haven't hit max search. You haven't hit, like you're not searching enough things, you know? And that's actually what uh, made me the most skeptical. So I contacted my old physics professor and uh, we did some statistical stuff. And it was something like it would take like a thousand years of playing uh, Tarkov 24-7 to like reproduce that anomaly. And I was like, OK, wow. this is a pretty good one <laughs> on, on <laughs> top of all the other stuff. So I actually confronted him on that. And that's where he goes. Yeah, OK, like you got me. <laughs> you know, because wow. none of the other stuff was really that strong of evidence, even though he's like, his KD was insane. He never died, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. I I do think, I do think that kind of thing can be pretty strong, right? Because there's there's so many metrics. Like if you're doing funny stuff, it should show up somewhere. Exactly. You know, you you've looted more rare keys than the average player by like you know, and it, you know, you've got the bell curve here, and some people get really lucky, and you're like, wait, like oh, like it, you, as, as you said, you'd have to play for a thousand years to ever get that. Seven light X's. Like yeah, you know, and, or something. And, and like you have a result like that on the keys one, and then you've got a result like that on the healing one, and then you've got a result like that on something else, and it's just like okay, like five, you know, five of these different parameters all match up. Like you're absolutely hacking. There's no chance, right? It's, I think it's things like that that may be, may almost be like the, the best way of going about it. Um, which is kind of, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because I think it was in your yeah. video, right, where your guy was talking about different people's um, kind of like. Uh, what was it? It's kind of like um, kill ratios and stuff like that for like PMCs yeah. killed um, and that kind of thing. And even the top guys don't have as high because they because actually the teachers can see other people's like KD. And so 
they're like oh you know the top guys even the really insane dudes have only got you know whatever it might be like eight nine ten or something and then and so anybody who's up in like 30 or whatever it's like there's just no there's no way there's no yeah. way that they've got the real no the real giveaway is the pmc kill to death ratio that's the one mm. that i think is the most telling if you have a high because because kd accounts um you know it, it doesn't account for like your play style it it, it accounts for like killing ai which is like yeah, which is real silly. i mean you can get you can rack up some really high kds right but if you're killing like 10 pmcs for every one death that is like 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 from what i understand like landmark and rengar they sometimes get in the five range you know so when you're two or three times better than like some of the best players on the planet and uh you know you have a day job and you don't play this game like 24 cents like this is a little odd it's a little odd <laughs> you know um yeah and, and then other things too so like when you watch when i watch these guys play um i would i would put up i had uh, two computers i would record his like uh map and i would record like his um his uh main screen he would run around with a low durability gun with no sight on his gun point firing people at 100 meters away and at some point you have to be like okay that cannot be possible like that consistently all the time there's got to be a metric that's like you know you you actually need to aim down sights to shoot people at 150 meters away and if you do it consistently in a raid where you'd never aim down sights at some point you have to go okay that's not possible and this is why i'm such a big proponent of watching people play um because if if there was a demo system that could be reviewed uh guys couldn't get away with that they would the cheaters would at least have to fake like they're actually playing like a legit player and that would make you know even when you're fighting against a cheater it at least would feel like a real fight you wouldn't just get zapped you know 100 meters away it's like well the guy you know could be decent i got a headshot i didn't see it so i'm not gonna report it like i don't know you know so i, I i'm all about that so yeah, I think the one interesting thing about that part is that then we end up sort of delving down into the kind of BSG server networking implementation aspect where sometimes things do look like hacks from one person's perspective. And we've talked previously on this cast about those problems, about desync, about how it looks, about how you'd need to have both, where you almost need like three perspectives. You need to review all three. You need to review, and it would need to be so granular that I'm not even sure if they could reproduce it. But just assuming for argument's sake, the technological aspects of being able to reproduce those raids perfectly as if they were on your screen are, are easy and, and durable. What we kind of came to the conclusion, or at least I came to the conclusion with for my own mind, last time we spoke about this, was that you basically need like to watch three perspectives and decide after that. Will you watch player A's perspective, player B perspective, and then the, the perspective of the server as well? Um, because you know, as the data moves around and the server lags and you know, the RTT time spikes and stuff, and someone like flies out, those things look so different from everybody's perspective. And the server's really the, the one true source, um, but it also, is also affected by lag for the players and that kind of stuff. So you know, we've seen people like Tweak get banned in the past because they flew out of a window and then shot somebody, whereas on his screen, there's nothing of the sort happened, right? It just something, something bugged and looked weird and, and it was crazy. So I do think we have to be a little careful with that because if you have a game like CS, then everything's super tight. And when you're reviewing somebody's footage, you're pretty sure that that's basically what happened on screen. You know, if, you, if you're looking at it from one player's perspective, that's pretty much how it went down. Like a little bit of network latency or whatever, you know, if you're playing, especially if you're playing overseas, but that's about it. Whereas, yeah, we've seen insane stuff on duo player perspectives. It's oh, absolutely yeah. oh, yeah. ridiculous, right? I think like the most egregious one that I've ever seen was the one that I put in 
my video about why you can never really tell if people are cheating or not. And it was the one on reserve. And the two fights are just like totally different, right? The one guy's on the stairs, like the other guy's on the roof. Yeah. Just like, what is going on? It's like two raids, like two different raids. The guys are just like, yeah. they're fighting shadows of each other around the screen. Like neither of them are where the other person thinks they are. Absolutely yeah. mental. So I've run into multiple situations like that. I have put strung together two perspectives when I run into another streamer and like shown how bad the desync is. And, and I think what you would find is like the server's like recording of what happened is different than everyone's perspective in the raid. You know, yeah. I think you would find that a lot. And I, 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 to me, what I think having the demo would be is to watch someone's movement and how they act and what they do during the course of 45 minutes, which would be so damning. And I think that in combination with just forcing them to play normal. You know, like right now, I don't, it's clear to me that I don't think BSG has a way to actually review the log and watch a player go through a raid and what they do. It's clear to me, I don't think they have something like that. Now, we don't know, they don't release this information, but they're banning people based on uh, a Twitch VOD that's compressed over the internet from one person's perspective that is potentially completely off and all messed up. And they're reliably going, okay, that looks weird. We'll ban this player. And they've consistently done that. You know, Tweak, uh, Rengar, and there's multiple other examples um, of this. And I feel like, you know, that's not good. Um, I, I, there, there should be another way to go look at things. Um, you know, and it's just, it's unfortunate. Well, a couple of things I want to say, tying back into the statistics side. Um, there's multiple types of cheat. I don't think people are like, and not everyone's kind of aware of this. Obviously, there's... I think, actually, you laid on your video. There's... Um, we'll call it skill-based cheating, I guess. Things are skill-assist cheating. You know, aimbot, uh, wall hacks, etc. Which wall, wall hacks, you can maybe say, is in the second category. Informational cheating. There's cheating where you have... You know, on your second monitor, you have everyone's position. You know, here's the marked room key, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, in the case of your friend, you know, for him, it's like, why is he ever going to, like, once he has that information, like, why is he ever going to loot a duffel bag to pick up a cancer shotgun? Like, he's not. He's just going to go to, like, the LEDX, the, the march room key, you know what I mean? He has, like, no in real incentive to do that because he's got the incentive to do the cheating thing, obviously. And that's where, like, those statistical anomalies can come in. If, like, if BSG slash, like, I guess BSG would have to have the systems in place so that battle I could track those statistics like that could be one really effective way is that then it sort of like pressures the cheater into doing what you're saying where they have to like play legit to sort of like fudge their numbers a little bit um but at least at that point because like when you say that they're you know your friend has like 230 march room keys or whatever it's like makes me think like damn if there wasn't choosing this game like would I have like 10 marked room keys throughout a wipe like you know what i mean like am i just that unlucky that you yeah. go to the jacket and it's like um because even if there's just like one cheater in your lobby that has like informational cheats that just could mean that they're able to get all the most high value loot off the map that single cheater you know what i mean whereas like you the normal guy your chances are like even more diminished like how skewed are those those two groups of people you know sure Anyways, and cheating's gotten so bad that it's a sign of like you're cheating if you haven't run into cheaters early in the wipe trying to wipe bosses or go for like high value things. So, uh, for example, like the Kev thing and other, and other people, it's like, how did you get this done? Because every time I am in a raid with Killa, somebody's, 
you know, I, I can't get to them in time or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like in that first couple of yeah. weeks, if you're like rushing Kappa and your world first, you're going to run into it. Um, and Trey did and Rengar did and everybody else did. Uh, you know, I asked the guy in the video, the guy who killed me when I was unlocking the uh, Santar's room, I asked him, why, why did you rush there so quickly? He's like, there, there, there was a Lennox in there. He's like, I'm not gonna let you get that. I was like, he, but, and he, and he said it to me, like he's taking out the, oh, you know, the trash can was full. You take the trash out like that, right. you know, and that was like his effect. His effect was just, you know, <laughs> you just got to go. I had, I had, I had to kill you. I had no other option. I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, and we ran it. Uh, one, one of my buddies needed Rashala. Uh, we I haven't seen him all wipe. We see him one time. We go there, I see a dead guard on the first floor, and this guy is naked and just pop up and pops <laughs> us. And I'm like, oh man, so yeah, I mean, w- we would have been further along in our progression had had them had them not be in the in, in the lobby. And uh, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's unfortunate, but if they were somehow able to track those things, then at least, as you said, they the cheaters would be able to, like they would have to fudge their numbers a bit. And even then, they probably, depending on how good they could analyze the data, they probably still couldn't fudge it effectively enough without playing completely legit. At which point, kind of like diminishes the point of cheating. But anyways, the the real thing I want to get into is. The replay system and like overwatch so i had a short discussion on twitter because someone i think it's bad at video is his name he posted a tweet commenting on the whole rengar drama which i guess we'll get into a little bit but to, for those who don't know rengar i guess we'll just cover it now so rengar was streaming he got shot in the legs and he went behind a corner he started healing and then the guy um just killed him like he just died and he never saw him on his screen and he was like oh that guy's cheating i'm gonna get him banned blah 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 so apparently allegedly he dm'd someone <clears throat> and then the following day this this guy gets banned he makes a reddit post be like <laughs> this says don't kill streamers guys or you'll get your account banned <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. i love that post. Now, i need to get him to write my titles for my videos because i think i get more <laughs> right. views it's a great title. You know how much time. like people were like just throwing up votes, like they couldn't throw that man up. They didn't even dude. read the article. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, up vote. Um, but the long and short, I mean, and this is crazy too, because like looking at the post, like the guy only provided his one single piece of information was a little like screen cap, like a perfectly cropped out box of his band code being two two nine, right? And that was it. That's all he gave for like. Guys, I'm telling you, I'm not legit. Like, I was just like, mm, I don't know, guys. Like, before yeah. everyone's jumping on the bandwagon being like, ah, screw you, Rengar. You know, you got this guy banned. I was like, dude, I don't know, man. That's like, we really don't know what's... Because the, the desync, presumably, it was desync, right? That's kind of like what people assume is... Because Rengar was like, I'm right side peeking. You know, I, based off my knowledge of the game, I should be able to see him before he sees me. I never see this guy. He's cheating, you know, like something something weird happened, right? So he just kind of throws it up to cheating. And at the end of the day, no one really knows except for maybe BSG, but then BSG goes and bans the guy. Well, it's like, well, I say BSG, Battle Eye, whoever handled it, like, again, this is kind of like up in the ethos. No one really knows what happens behind these closed doors. But following that, Rangar posts an apology video because I think the guy 
Or maybe he was just getting a lot of flack. Yeah, I think he was just getting a lot of flack, and he was, like, explaining his response. Oh, yeah, it was his response to the Reddit post. I'm sorry, it wasn't the apology video yet. And he sort of, you know, defends himself and says basically what, what I've said, and that he just did... Essentially, the streamers have contacts. Like, these really high-count streamers, they have contacts with BSG. Most of them. <clears throat> For various reasons, but... They can sort of be like, hey, this guy killed me, he's hacking, here's the Rayco, blah, 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 and you guys look into it. And BS, according to Rengar, BSG's job is supposed to send it to BattleEye, and BattleEye is supposed to do their thing, right? But following the next couple of days, the guy gets unbanned, and it's like, whoa, what happened? So Rengar feels bad, you know, and he's trying to, like, apologize for it, and... Eventually, he does say that, you know, he messed up in his behavior, which I'm, you know, I commend. I, I like it when people, you know, if someone fucks up, let's, let's not be so quick to crucify them. You know what I mean? Let's give them a chance to, you know, be a human and realize they made a mistake, you know, and like learn and grow from it. You know, let's not, let's not push them deeper down into the pit. I, I, it really frustrates me on Twitter. But anyways, Twitter's a shit show, so you know how that goes. But I think that's the... General synopsis of it, the guy's unbanned now. I don't, we don't, this is the thing. I don't know what happened. Like, you could really sip the conspiracy juice here and be like, BSG actually banned him and he actually was hacking, but it was so bad for the big Sherpa drama and it makes us look bad. We have to unban him and we'll just allow him to keep cheating. It'll be fine, guys. We'll sell more copies. Like, it's a win. Like, you could go that deep down the conspiracy rabbit hole, or you could be like, you know what? Be it. And the BSG just banned them just because Rengar. Like, I have no idea what, what happened. What are your guys' thoughts? I've been talking for a while. <laughs> oh, man. It's, 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 uh, so, you talked to my yeah. lawyer first. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Allegedly, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 look, it's a tough situation, right? Like, I don't necessarily feel some, the, the people that I feel that are in the wrong here is BSG and Battleye. Let, let me put it, let me make that very, yeah. very clear. Because if you give, high-level streamers access to private channels with which to report people and to get them banned, and then people use those channels, it's very hard to be angry at those people for using that. You know what I mean? Rengar said something in his video about only having one report a day or something, which yes. I was... I don't really know what that was referring to, to be honest, because I don't know where that would sit anywhere within EFT. Like, the only thing that I'm aware of is the, you know, you get killed and you click the suspicious button at the end of the raid. So you what can do I, that as many times as you like, right? Yes. What I think he was referring to, because I was also really confused because he mentioned that, and he mentioned the launcher. Like, you go into launcher, you know, you can report a player. And I looked, and there's not a report, a player option. There's literally bug report, and within bug report, it's like in-game, and I have to look it up. It's like, there's like two sub-options. It's nothing to do with like... Yeah, exactly. But um, some people send me some screenshots from older launchers and there was one where it's like bug report and it's like profile or like in-game profile and people like I think it was Trey and I don't mean to call him out but he was like he made a YouTube video and was like this is how you report a cheater through the launcher you go to bug report <laughs> you select profile and then you put in this you know your Rayco blah 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 and I think what happened was that video got traction people were doing that a bunch and then BSG was like guys you're abusing this bug report it's not actually meant to report cheaters it's meant to report your profile being bugged and so they took that away because it's not there anymore yeah that makes sense actually and like and if you have this private channel then like why would you ever use that feature right so rengar may not ever realize that that's gone 
So he's like, oh, maybe there's one. Mm. Okay, that, that actually makes some more sense. I can, I can get that. I can get that. So anyway, so he's like, look, you know, the top guys get stream sniped, they get targeted, whatever. Like, they need more than one per day in the old system. So it makes sense that there's this separate channel, whatever. But that, that channel is like, that's up to BSG to make sure that that channel is actually working, that they're taking people's reports like they would a normal person's report on a player and do the usual, whatever it is that they do on those things. Like, Rengo mentions in his, in his video that he reported someone for fun right on stream and he just like reported his friend after i mean was it a team kill or something yeah. and literally the very next day the dude got banned or whatever is, and he's just like which is mind-blowing right which right. means basically bsg and battle are not doing their job they're they're taking reports from streamers and they're taking them way too but they're almost taking that as proof on its own right without actually doing the due diligence that they're supposed to be doing and that i think is the issue that's the real problem like yeah sure like i should maybe have said some of the stuff that he said right but like mm. i get it right you, <clears> if you if you're a big streamer and you run into cheese all the time, like, I'm, you can get you can get like that about these things. Especially if I think the comedy said like, "Oh, the guy will be bad in ten minutes or whatever," and and, and he said, in fairness, he was like, "Look, I I said that, I say that to try and put people off. Right? If they know that they're, they're going to get banned super quick, it's like to put cheaters off from from killing me." Which maybe you shouldn't have said it, sure, but like I don't think that really matters. Like the the fundamental issue here is that that reporting line and process is 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 broken I, I agree. and just doesn't work right and, and shouldn't be everyone should be using the in-game report the player thing right there shouldn't be the separate thing if it's not going to be done properly there should not be the secret police <laughs> how, like rengar made the analogy that you know he he did he reported it to the police the police are supposed to do their job but like he only has access to that secret police meanwhile we're still stuck yeah. with the in-game bug report or sorry, well, in game. Okay, I'll play feature. a little I'll play a little devil's advocate here. Okay. okay good. So um he is an official Sherpa though, you know? Mm. And he's like an he has an official relationship with Battle State. Um and so I mean the whole Sherpa program, I have my you know, qualms with it. I you know, I think it's mostly about the blue name or purple name, or whatever it is. Um but I mean he 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 does have that relationship, and so I think it carries more weight. You know, I think the analogy would would, would be better. Uh, served as like your husband is a prosecutor for the prosecution office and you tell him to go arrest somebody because you think you know they did some kind of crime it's kind of like from the inside a little bit more you know mm -hmm. and there was kind of I, I think i think it's all a um you know because personally i think it's it's on bsg to look into this guy you for know sure. uh, he, he should be allowed to report people that he thinks are fishy and he actually had a fishy you know encounter it's not weird that uh, he would do the report and he got all the flack for the ban actually going through and um, you know, cause it's an easy target and it's drama and all that. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean like, okay. So, you know, if uh, you know, and, and so I think what this shows is that BSG didn't have the ability to go to that raid and look and see what happened. And either they don't have the data, they're, they're swamped. They're getting just overwhelmed with reports um you know i've never seen this many cheaters this early in a wipe um i've been playing since 2017 i mean this is this is pretty incredible you know and so i think i think it was just a perfect storm and uh they probably don't have a very good system of like locking it down i think employees shouldn't have the ability to just to click that button you know it needs to be a a unbiased group of people that are separate you know and you know we we we've seen battle eye or, or we've seen bsg um ban you know employees be involved in uh 
banning players they run into in raid. Uh, there was that uh, developer account um, that was on Reddit uh, just a couple of weeks prior um, where he was doing a raid and it was in, on some Russian servers. And um, this guy who actually had a recording of his footage uh, killed the guy and got banned like on the spot. And then they overturned it later. Um, and I don't know all the details about that one, but it just shows like it shouldn't have happened that quick. How did it happen that quick? That's pretty incredible. And, and so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's it's very it's very strange. I mean, uh, yeah. Look, I think there's all this this there's kind of like so many there's so many aspects to this. It's like I do think for those people who say like you know yeah, Rangar didn't deal with the situation in the in the right way. Like, I don't think I think that he did his actions were were fine. What he actually did was fine. Maybe how, what he said and how he spoke about the situation itself that was he he probably would admit himself that he didn't do that in the right way, right? Mm-hmm. Like to be, I think he did. To, to to yeah, to be sounding like the situation is cut and dried. The dude's hacking for sure and is going to get banned. I mean, that's just it's you just can't you just can't prove that, right? There's just no yeah. way. I mean, he, he, said, he literally changed his so. he changed his in-game account name to be Cheat Me Is Ban. Like before he got into the next raid, he went and changed his name <laughs> to Cheat Me Is Ban. <laughs> like that's, I mean, it, it just doesn't look good, yeah. you know. And I know. Yeah. But that's that's optics, man. I mean, it's just unfortunate. That's how people they're they're gonna judge you based on how you sound and how you act around it, and it's not necessarily fair, though. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's I think that's it, right? I think that's it. It's like I think his actions are fine. I think the way he dealt with it is bad. I think the way BSG have, have dealt with it is is pretty bad. As Church said, though, like maybe some of these people who've ended up in like wildly popular Reddit threads were hacking and they just thought whatever we'll just let two people through like who cares like it's such a small amount of people it doesn't really matter and it looks terrible if we don't unban the thing is it looks bad if they unban them as well so i don't really know like the the only thing that i want to add is based on history bsg has an absolutely awful appalling reputation of this in general with manual bans from the dev as you were saying from you know streamers of streamers where it looks like desync like there's so there's just there's way too many they like they catch flack for this multiple times you know it's like multiple times a year this stuff comes out it's not like at each time it's like oh it's a one-off oh it's a man oh it won't happen again it was a manual <laughs> review it's just like dude, it's been happening for, for years yeah it's been happening for years and that's why i'm I, i'm like i'm very unsympathetic for bsg in particular um and their system because it's happened time and time and time and time and time again i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of sick of seeing these threads honestly it's, yeah. uh, it's quite annoying yeah, and, and the amount of work it takes to get your account unbanned is is quite the chore. I mean, mm. the amount of hours I it was like, I want to say it was like two or three weeks when I got banned of constant emails and research and meetings and talking to people. I I did like a bunch of donations to different streamers to get their attention. Be like, hey, do you have a BSG contact? I got I got to basically like pay off the mafia to get to get in and and get a connection <laughs> and like, hey. Uh, you know, um, you know, is it? It was, you know, and most people aren't going to do that. Um, and 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 in that guy's situation, how he even figured out that it was Rangar was pretty impressive. We actually, and I don't know, I don't even know know if there's evidence that that thread is that guy or that he is the guy who got unbanned. I don't know if we can even really vet that either. You know, it's just all so hard to like figure out. Yeah. I just think I at the end of the day, there, because there is so many unknowns, we can just look at the things that we do know and 
according to you know Rengar's accounts, we know that he went into secret channels. I mean, he showed the DMs and he he blurred out the names of the contact. But and what's crazy too, this is the other, this is one thing I wanted to say is he in his like apology video or one of his videos, he was like, as you said, Giga, he banned. He like reported his friend. His friend got banned, which is like more questions, right? Was his friend actually cheating? And he didn't really because he never like said that. Oh yeah, he's legit. That, he never like verified that he was just like and he got banned you know he was just like all right i reported him and he got banned he was that that was it i was like oh was he cheating was he legit like there was no answer to that and then he also talks about wait i'm cheating who has been false bans three times which is like how are we supposed to have any faith in the system act like even just being accurate like clearly it bans people but is it even accurate at this point like it's it's very like uh, yeah, it just kind of destroys your faith in the system. But tying it back into manual reviews and this this sort of like subject is Bad put out a tweet talking about Overwatch, Valve's Overwatch system, Counter Strike, and he quoted Rangar's tweet and was like, "Hey, this is why when people talk about an Overwatch system, I never want to. You know, it's like the worst possible thing. You should never." This is a prime example of why we should never do manual reviews or whatever, or community reviews. And I was like, what? That doesn't make sense, because I've always heard really good things about Overwatch. So, I think I commented on it a few times, and then I started watching some videos about it. I was like, okay, I gotta, like, you know, he seems pretty confident about this. I have to, like, find out what I'm missing here, because I'm clearly missing something. And interestingly enough, basically through the conversation and watching videos, I found out that at one point in time, little history lesson from Valve's um, Overwatch system is they implemented this Overwatch system and it was basically a replay thing. And they was like given the power to the players and the players would get reports, right? And then those reports be sent to the Overwatch queue and then you could review them and whatever. And you would get the POV of the suspect, you would get like a few minutes and you could determine if they were legit or not or, or suspected of cheating. And Valve did this like in a very small group, right? It was a very controlled group. And what ended up happening was, I think it was, they got like a 10 to 15% accuracy rating. And they were like, okay, well, we just need to add more people to the group because that, that will increase the accuracy rating. And they open up the floodgates and you can see the graph go up with people and then the accuracy rating remained the same. <laughs> so it was still a 10 to 15% accuracy rating. And this is why Bad was so against Overwatch, because he was during that period, and he was like, it was absolutely awful. Like, no cheaters were getting banned. People were, you know, getting flagged, and they weren't even cheating. Like, it was just awful. And that's just kind of, like, affirms that we as humans... Like, because I... You say, Goat, that you see a lot of cheaters. I feel like I haven't seen a single cheater this wipe. Like, I'm trying to think. Maybe there was one, but, like, just pure blatant cheating but that doesn't mean that there hasn't been any cheaters because how many people have been using a second screen monitor with information hacks and just like completely avoided me or got an angle on me and i was like oh yeah he just, he just i just died it's whatever you know or found the lead x that i never saw in the raid you know what i mean it's like you just, you just don't know so what valve did is they're like okay well this is a problem how do we fix this we're gonna use machine learning so essentially Rough and short of it, you need to, okay, everyone listening, you need to watch Two Kicks, Two Clicks Phillips video on it, okay? If you don't know who he is, a great content creator, I love his videos. I think it's on this Two Clicks channel. Maybe it's Three Clicks, I don't know, one of those. 
it's called VACnet, and it's like he basically takes their GDC presentation and like sums it up in like 15 minutes. It's it's great, great watch, really cool. So what they did is they used machine learning, and essentially they got the system so good to like mathematically speaking, like a hundred percent accuracy rating. I mean, not really, but it's like that's if the math works out. They got it so good on the machine learning side to where now what they do is when you get an Overwatch case. The system VACnet, if you will, already knows that they're cheating. They're they're just sent to you to get the confirmation to like train the system, to keep training the system. So like it sends a case to you. The guy's clearly cheating. You do your job. But yeah, they're they're cheating because the I the whole system is basically hanging on the fact that everyone hates cheaters and they want to catch cheaters. If if that wasn't the case, then the system would would break and fall. Like, even though there's people that, like, try to screw up the system, it doesn't work because the mass majority hate cheaters. It's, it's super interesting, and basically the way I see this going, and because they're, as, that was, like, back in 2017, that's just machine learning. Potentially, I think the future of anti-cheat is going to be AI, where AI's doing it, which is, like, a completely whole crazy other thing. But yeah. I say it to say, if BattleEye was... Because I don't think this is something BSG can do. But if BattleEye was ever to implement some type of machine learning system and then coordinate with BSG where we could get a similar Overwatch system, that would be the dream. Because then yeah. your accuracy would go way up and then plus you would, people would force to try to play legit even more so. But it's just a, a thing of squashing bugs. I mean, they, I mean, it's not really fair to compare because Valve has so much money more resources they have all the steam i mean steam's been around forever i mean not forever but it's been around for a long time so they have so much data they can pull from i mean it's ridiculous you know but yeah and and so i actually used the csgo system when it first was implemented i was pretty i was you had to be a pretty high rank you had to have a lot of hours i have a really old like steam id mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and so i was in that program and i remember they would send you pro matches of just like LAN matches. And if you were clicking that some of those guys were cheating, you got put into a category of like, you are not reliable. And they would send just like normal matches all the time. They just throw them in there because they just want to, you know, if people are just click happy and want to go after a hacker, they want to find out, okay, you're, you're not reliable. And so they kind of learn from you as well. And then they'll send you cases where like someone's a hundred percent cheating. It's been reviewed by so many people and to see if you can actually detect it. And um, you know, it's tough because like I I'm in my discord and guys are sh loading the last three videos that have been in the, uh, Tar Tarkov chat where people are saying, Oh, here, here's this cheater I ran into. No, he's on your, th th this one guy thought the guy was shooting through a wall and the guy was just proned out in front of him <laughs> and extracting. And we all pointed out, I was like, Oh, okay. This other guy shot this guy in the back, like a bunch. And he's like, this guy's cheating. And it's like, first of all, there's no hack that like, if you're not in the little like stanky leg move, you can take damage as a hacker. And I mean, for, like, like for the most part, well, the guy was wearing a gazelle. He didn't realize I was level five. He was running ammo that, that doesn't even pen level three. It's like, you just don't understand, you know, mm -hmm. you just don't understand. And so <laughs> I don't want that guy reviewing the case because he's going to get it wrong every time. Or let's say the server is a little off and it just looks funny. Some people are going to click, you know, cheat on that. But the thing about Counter-Strike is like, okay, if you don't know how Counter-Strike works, there's two sites. There's an A and B site, and you go plant a bomb, and there's the attackers and the defenders. And so, 
if you're hacking and you know your account's going to be reviewed, you can't just run to the site where the bomb goes every single time. You have to at least fake it and sit at the opposite site and wait for your team to make a call out, wait for it's visible, and then rotate over. That's what I'm asking for for Tarkov right now. Because right now, there's no way, you don't have to show your hand in Tarkov. You can go straight to the Letex and you can and, and you can like stop, crouch, lay down, and, and point f- and, and aim when someone's like 150 meters about to come over a hill. You know, and there's no way for us to look at that. And all what like what I'm asking for is like, I know we're not going to catch all these cheaters. It's not going to be a perfect system, but I want I want the cheaters to at least have to pretend like they're playing normal for one time in their Tarkov history. They have to at least pretend and play the and play the game right. And they don't have to right now. You know, when I watched Evoker play, he goes in with 10% durability guns with no recoil. He puts no sight on his gun and he has max stamina and he can just run around with unlimited stamina. And like you watch that for five seconds, a hundred percent cheating. Like right, there's no debate. Right. And so the thing about Counter-Strike is like, because Overwatch exists, guys are not going to fly hack or do any kind of thing like that because it's, it's instantly detectable. You have to look at game sense and things and it gets a little harder to get through the weeds. And when you're being cheated on against somebody in Counter-Strike, it doesn't feel quite as bad as it does like it like like it does in Tarkov for that reason. Like like for that reason. Allergies. Right, because they're just not like, you know, I remember when spin botting was a thing, but I don't know if that's still a thing. But even if they are spin botting, like they're gonna get banned so much quicker versus like if someone's spin botting in Tarkov, how am I ever supposed to know when I eat M61 from Jupiter? It's just like, I have no information. I'm like, uh-huh. I don't even, re- like, I, I really don't even report that much because it's just like, unless I see a flying Shaolin monk guy, that's what I call them, like, the fucking Shaolin yeah. monk flying around. That's the only time I really report. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just, I, because you just never really know. I just never feel confident yeah. about reporting. Yeah, you know? or they call your name out. They do things that are just like objectively yeah. like, okay, and I haven't killed anybody so they don't know my tag. I haven't said anything in void. They don't recognize me. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is like when I'm playing solo, I rarely report. Like once every five gaming sessions, I might report one person while I'm playing solo if I'm having a long gaming sessions. When I play in groups, I'm able, I sit at the screen when That's I, when true, I think yeah. screen, because how we play is I, I play with different groups. One group I play with really aggressive chatty players a lot of the guys mm. i play with are better than me and when we three of us like pincer in on somebody on when there's right. one guy left, he just, up, 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 and he just pops us all in the head r- real quick and he's like he's wearing a killer mask and he's using nine by yeah. eighteen PSO from a ketter and one of us was 100 meters away uh i don't know about that one you know that's yeah. a little fake. oh he's level five why like wide account oh that's a little odd okay i'm gonna report that one you know and so but if I was solo and I died to that guy and I was the first guy, I wouldn't have reported it. I didn't have, I don't have yeah. enough data. And so um, that actually, I, I put a short up. Uh, I was playing with uh, Luke from Minus Tech Tips. He uh, is a really good Tarkov oh, yeah. player. Oh, really? He's cool. <laughs> we, um, three of us died. Dom, one of the guys I play with, died from about 100 meters away to 9 by 18 PSO from a Ketter. The guy's wearing a Killa mask. Me and this other guy basically come around the corner. I'm up top. He's down low. We both just instantly die. Mm. Uh, Luke takes off, gets like 150 meters away because we were thinking like the, the ammo's slow, the accuracy's not very good and he's able and he just sh- sees this faint outline of his head above the uh, doorway 
takes some shots and I'm like, dude, look, just get out of there. It's not worth it. He leaves, gets out of raid. He's got a kill. And we're like, yes, <laughs> he actually got him. We didn't find out until we got out of raid. That one, I feel really confident that that was a cheater, you know, but like a lot of times you just don't know. Uh, yeah, this the, comes up in, um, yeah. in my chat a lot because I'm always just like, I just never know if I run into hackers or not. It's just impossible to know. I've had like this wipe. I've had two situations. One situation that was, I'm pretty sure I was getting cheated on where basically I had a guy just like run me down through bushes on woods with a Mosin. And it was just like, what? I just could not escape this guy. And he was like shooting. Like I was like trying to lean and like we couldn't see each other. And he was like shooting the edge of the rock where my head would be kind of thing before I was like leaned out even because I didn't actually fully go out. I was like, uh, uh, uh. and it was just like sparks off like behind, like behind where you couldn't see. I was just like, what the, this, this is not, this is not right guys. Yeah. And the only other one that I had was where I got full autoed by somebody. And this, I'm, I'm not sure about this one. This is why I did. I didn't actually report this one, but I wasn't sure. Um, well, at the time, I, got, I just got full auto, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. But often I go back and look at what happened, um, either for, because I just, you know, I have all the clips, so I may as well. And um, it, it looked kind of weird when I was looking back through the, the footage, and I was like, huh? And I went through it step by step, and this guy had like 855 in like an M4, I think. And it was stomach, 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 stomach. And I could see it was just like, it was like stomach green, stomach yellow, stomach blacked, the whole rest of the body, duh, 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 and then one to the thorax and dead. It was just like, all stomach and then thorax to finish me off and i was like hmm that could have been something i'm not actually sure maybe it was luck like to hit all stomach with like a you know early white m4 with 855 with, with the way the recoil it's not hit an arm to not hit a, a chest yeah like, to like to not hit anything yeah. and like i'm firing back like this like just ah, it just it doesn't feel right yeah right? But it was like it was like a day later or something so i was just like well i have like i have no uh no recourse anyway now at this point but um Oh, I'm going to get on the private channel because oh, I've got his name. In <laughs> <laughs> 10 minutes, he'll be banned. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that was the only other one that I was like, oh, maybe. But um, otherwise, I don't know. And it's and it's precisely that every time I say, well, I just don't know. People are like, yeah, but you're not playing in a squad, though. So like, it's so much it's, more obvious when you're playing right. with other people because like, I just die out of nowhere. And then that's right. it. And I'm like, that's Tarkov. And it's just like on to the next raid. Um, whereas, yeah, as you were saying, if you're in a squad and you two people push two angles at the same time, and it's just like, Bam, bam and you both insta die like <laughs> it's it's much yeah. a much clearer case yeah right? yeah yeah for sure and 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 you're playing with people who are you know they played for five or more wipes these are people who are good gamers they're they're level-headed they're not gonna accuse people all the time when everyone's like, in agreement it's pretty you know it's mm. pretty damning um yeah and, and the four or five taps to one spot you know uh, one of the other really really blatant guys we ran into that was uh, he got to Rashala before us He's a naked uh, brown stock base level AK with no side on it. And he's sitting in a room and he, and he walks out into a, a doorway right as I come down and I die. I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, just felt like desync, right? Like insta death. I get out and it's four shots to the chest, you know, exactly. And I'm like, dude, we're, I was at least 40, 35 meters away. I was all the way down the hallway. That's nearly impossible to do with the recoil system right now. And it, and it was instant. Bup, 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 you know, it was just all shots hit there. Like, there's not a gun in the game that shoots that, you know, well, like, even with, like, fully decked out. And my buddy um, uh, was wearing a Alton with a level five armor. And um, the, the reason he was wearing all that is we were doing the bullshit task. So he wanted to get this one done. And he mm. wanted, in, in case he runs in, because the scavs were crazy, you know? So he's like, okay. 
I, I told him, I said, this guy seems a little sussy. Try to bait him in and, and let's see what we can get. So I like, I pull up his perspective. I'm actually streaming live. I pull up his perspective, pull up the whole camera. And he just like jiggle peeks in the hallway and just star, 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 star on like the helmet. It's like, okay. <laughs> but like if I was playing solo, I wouldn't have reported that guy. I don't think I would have. I would have yeah. just moved on and thought, oh, that kind of sucks, whatever. You know, and so having another perspective and really, you know, and, and we had one uh, not too long ago where we ran into this player. We uh, made friends with him. We dropped him like this meta kit. And we said, you know, when was the last time you got a player kill? He's like, it's been a couple of weeks. He's like, Let, let's go get one. So we go and we like push this player and we, and, and we kill the player. And then we're like, have you ever gotten two player kills? And wonder? he's like, I don't know if that's ever happened. It's like, let's go do it. So we run <laughs> over to dorms, right? And we're out, out front and there's three of us plus this player we met. That's four players. And this player scab comes around the corner, kills us all like in the head, 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 just kills us all. And it was a player scab. <laughs> and we're like, oh God, I shouldn't have brought him over here. We should just go into the extract apparently. And the, those are times where if I was solo, I, I just I wouldn't have had much yeah. to go off of, you know. Which really yeah. makes me think that we instead of a report button, we need a save to review later, and then it saves it, and then a day later after it's done processing, you know, you can review it, and you get to see the raid, you get to watch the person that you, you know, save the report on, and then get more information because we need that. As you said, that multiple POVs. I need to see what he does throughout the entire raid. If I want to actually give BSG an accurate report that they can use that for some greater purpose, that's not, you know, them abusing it. <laughs> like, do you think it's yeah. someone's job to sit there and be like, okay, I got another guy to look up. Let me click him up. And like, what do they even look at? Like, I just, so many questions yeah. behind that. I don't, I, I, I'm pretty confident they don't have a robust system that's user friendly for the people reviewing stuff. I just don't think they do. Um, and I, I wish they did. And, and if they do hand, hand over that system to us, don't let us have power. I just want to see it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause here's the other thing too. Think about the, the Rangar situation, right? Let's say you get it, you pull up the statistics, right? Because that's probably what they, I would imagine would be like the first thing they have is like they're, game statistics and everything looks normal but then you think oh my god you know what someone probably stole this account or they bought it online through like a different means like someone resold this account it's probably a cheater like i know rengar you know he's always been very good about reporting these obvious blatant cheaters i'll just go ahead and take him as word and ban them and that's it because that's the other thing you think about like your stats you could in theory just have a second account i mean uh, you, you you get a uh, a previously bot account that was legit that had legit stats on it and then it's resold you know on the, or, on the other market. or it's your That's first really day idea. it's your first day you you're level 13 yeah. you're getting frustrated with this game and you're like screw this i'm gonna go get some cheats and you log in and you go oh i'm gonna go kill oh look at this purple name i'm gonna go kill this guy or blue name or whatever the uh i always forget sherpa's emissaries though i uh, different names purple i'm gonna go kill this guy that's kind of cool i bet I, I bet i bet i bet he has good gear you know we mm. still don't know if that's that that could be what happened yeah, and then the guy got spooked um, and got his account back, and is like, "Okay, I gotta lay low for a little, little bit." That could be the case. I mean, you yeah. know, that is an alternate reality that that could be true, and we don't know. Um, and then when that when that truth comes out, Rengar is going to do his like, you know, <laughs> I was right to her, you know, or something, you know. <laughs> but like, we, we don't know, and that's the the uh, trouble, you know, situation here is I I don't know if if BHG has a way of like tracking somebody or the manpower. Can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. Like, 
to actually go and referee this stuff. I, we need to be prepared for a universe where it costs five to ten dollars a month to have referee service, to have people auditing raids, and you're going to get audited, and everybody you play with gets audited, and stuff's going to get lo- looked into, and it requires manpower and you know people, and BSG just doesn't have it probably. Well, I think yeah. I think they should just outsource us because like all of us hate cheaters. BSG presumably also hates cheaters. They probably hate dealing with cheaters more than they hate cheaters. <laughs> Dude, like that hate's probably way oh greater. I would make a, a, a two or three videos a week of me just reviewing footage and yeah, weighing, the, and I would just contents. it would be so much fun. I just <laughs> also I got this pent up aggression and hate. I gotta like you know. <laughs> It'd be so good. It'd be so good. Yeah, church. Like just for what you said before. You know, I was talking all about the statistical analysis and da 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 da. Like yeah, if you get an account that's hacked from someone else, and like all of that kind of goes out the window, right? I mean, I guess you have to look for. Then you have to look for turning points in people's play when the stats suddenly deviate. I guess that could be a good way of it. Actually, you know, that's like from a from an idea that I thought maybe it killed my idea. That's actually given me another idea that makes it. It's just like suddenly the gameplay is completely different. It's just like, hmm, I wonder what's happened here. You know, the person's playing more raids more frequently. They're playing in different hours. You know, in in the world, they're playing you know, in a different way. They're getting suddenly way more KD. But you ha- then have to look at like every account. You have to look at. Like, you know, there's like a temporal element to the stats and stuff. Like, it's not easy to do, but like, it's, it's, it's potentially doable. But I suddenly thought that your thing was like, oh, no, someone could get an account and then it would just yeah. kill it all. But actually, that like maybe gives you another way to find accounts that have been hacked. So, yeah, that's, no, I'm, that, that's I'm, the chess analogy yeah. is like with, with the recent chess scandals. Um, that's one thing that they looked at. And same with like, uh, I don't know if you follow like the Nadia Counter-Strike stuff. I mean, she went from like not being kind of around average to all of a sudden, you know, within a month period being better than 99.9% of all players. And it's like, hmm, that's a little odd, you know? So that is a marker for sure. Mm-mm-mm. Cool. Okay. I'm back on the stats train, right? Good. <laughs> yeah. I think when you're talking about security, you don't just have a lock on your front door. You know, you need to take all the possible measures, everything locks on the windows, you know, uh, alarm systems, cameras, Shotguns, K-Kona clap, you know what I'm saying? We gotta take Locked all the... <laughs> yeah. So th- they definitely need to implement as many resources as they can, but... Um... Anything else oh, for... I have depression now. What's that? I said I have depression now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's I That's why like I don't love talking about changes, because there's not much we can do. We're kind of powerless in the situation, and it sucks... Like, me personally, I don't really like watching... This is why I like what Landmark does. I think he handles the best way, and maybe, like, you know, something that Rengar or others could learn from is anytime he, like, dies, he just immediately turns his screen black, like, 90% of the time, right? And so, like, he doesn't show if he reports or not, because that just causes, like, unnecessary chat drama. Like, eh, he wasn't cheating, he's legit. Eh, he was cheating, why didn't you report him? Blah, 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 right? He's not going to give him what they want, either. And he, yeah, and he doesn't do no emotion. He doesn't, he just like goes on. Like you don't ever know if he reports it. And it's like, great. And that's like, kind of like how you need to approach it. Like just don't make a big thing about it. Even for your own mental capacity. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, you just kind of got to like roll with the punches. Cause there's really, you're powerless, man. And it sucks. Like it really sucks. But that's the world we live in. Yeah. yeah I, as a solo player, could you be blissfully ignorant? Yeah. <laughs> There are some benefits to that, man. There are t- okay. So as a solo player, when I'm playing solo, which is the majority of the time, when I die in a situation that I whatever, I need to get into another raid. I just need to get into another raid, focus on the next thing, and I'm I'm good. What's 
the problem when you're playing in, in squads is like, say it's towards the end of the raid. I can't, I can't really start a scav raid. Can't really do another PMC raid. I'll do my hideout yeah. management. I'm sitting there watching them on discord, just like fuming, getting frustrated. <laughs> and like, you know, like, so that, you know, yeah. That these squads are rough, man. Cause you just like, if you're the first, if you're that shift W Chad, I mean, we call him the entry Chad. You know, we have a couple in my old group. It's like, yeah, that's <laughs> the entry. The entry Chad. Yeah. You go in Chad, entry Chad, and then he dies. And then it's just like, but if you're that guy, it starts cause you're the first one to go down. Now you have like 30 minutes of like watching YouTube videos, you know, watching their screen, you know, checking Twitter, checking Reddit, you know, Facebook, whatever. It's just like that, that sucks. So when's the revive uh, mechanic coming? When's when's the defib going to be useful in raid? That to me couldn't come sooner. You're pretty pog, you know. And now you can judge them for uh, for not getting to your body quick enough, and uh, you know all that <laughs> kind of stuff. I really Is hope it... any, if any mechanic happens like that, I really hope that it does take a long time and that people are really screwed. Because after playing some of these other extraction based shooters, revive mechanics is what makes solo like borderline impossible in a lot of these a lot of these games because things like you know oh it's just it's just it's so hard anyway like the time so there's like two things in tarkov make solo more possible actually there's, there's probably three things there's the lack of the hud and the squad communication which works against people who are playing together as the group size increases which goes some way to um, go against the the effect of uh, of ha having more guns and more more firepower or whatever You've then also got the lack of a revive system. So once someone's down, they're down. Um, and then you also have the time to kill. So that as a, as a solo player, you can, in theory, kill three people with three bullets very easily, or at least with one magazine, even if it's a you know, crazy firefight. Oh, like, yeah. I managed to kill three dudes on Shoreline the other day with a 74 UB with PP ammo, and it was just... It's the best! It was so it's good. The best. <laughs> it's the but, best! Um, yeah, like other games, you just wouldn't be able to do that. So I don't know. I think they have to be kind of careful with the revive mechanic that you can't just like run over to someone and, you know, put the SJ69 just straight <laughs> into their neck and, you know, two yeah, seconds they yeah. run out. You know? uh, it should be, you know, they should take some notes from, from Daisy and other games, but it should be a long process, longer than a serve 12. When the person comes up, they should be bleeding, almost like they're in the hideout when they're dead. It should take like they should be out of the fight for 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 five minutes or something, you know, like and, and they should have some effects where they they they're crawling, you know, for a while. And it's essentially like a way that they can join the squad, be be back in the thing. But it's not going to be something that's going to happen during the yeah. fight. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to go down that path. And I, and I hope not. But I mean, like you're right, though, like I love how teams are balanced in Tarkov. You know, you talk to good players. They don't want to be in a five man. W what game do you play where you could fight? other people in the map and you don't want a squad of five mm -hmm. you would you would prefer two or three right like that's incredible like they've balanced that to a to a good degree i oh i like one of my favorite things to do is to find a five man and just walk with them and see how long <laughs> i can walk with them before they realize it and then find a spot where okay, i think I, I think i can get three here if i position myself and then you and now it is a 1v2 my goal this wipe is to get into a five man walk with them like into resort or something search the same bag that one of them is searching and just keep moving items around and see like what they do and when they like realize you know because when you move an item it just keeps becoming unknown unknown yeah and you can just keep moving it around and then it's like an endless search for them just to see how long that you can get away with it you know like i just love that you know <laughs> so funny i think yeah the fact that enemies are so unobvious compared to your team you know it's like everybody kind of looks the same like unless you're really on point that's the thing if you find a 
you know the, the timmy five man group it's pretty funny i mean i've i've been part of them with <laughs> irl friends and it's just such a mess you know three people die to one nade no one knows what's going on the two remaining guys one shoots the other like it's just it's so bad it's so bad but yeah and it's just goes such a long way to making solo actually workable because yeah it's just it's just so tough right you're playing in uh in dmz or the cycle mm. or like any of these games really and it's just uh it's so rough i mean even and also the fact that the game is a ranged game. Like, I wouldn't normally have to make that qualifier, but now that we've got Dark and Darker on the scene, right, it's like fighting one person against three people with low time to kill with guns is a very different prospect to fighting, like, three against three dudes with a sword. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know there's oh, yeah. stuff. Like, and I've seen some really hilarious kills from, like, one peg using the mage. But again, it's like the mage is ranged. Like, that's the reason why those function. Like, it's so much harder to do that. You could do it with the rogue, maybe, but... um. I think that's maybe why Dark and Darker, I kind of like the idea of it. But uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. Tarkov's got that unique aspect of it's it's the the most skewed towards the solo player out of all of the games. And in that regard, it's actually pretty, pretty neat. It's pretty neat. I like it. It's cool. Yeah, I've been loving the Dark and Darker. I'm just I'm just waiting for them to keep keep put, putting stuff out. I was real worried that they were going to open up the beta to be longer play tests, you know, maybe all the time. I, I think that's the worst thing for the game. I'm, I'm glad they're going down the route of not accepting money. I'm glad they're going down the route of uh, limited play tests because it keeps it fresh and fun. I, I kind of wish in another universe that uh, Tarkov kind of took a page from that and had limited play tests, had times, you know, three months where you can't play and everybody's sitting around, just can't wait to get back into it, you know? It would be kind of frustrating for some of us content creators and streamers, but uh, it'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Got my eye on that game, that's for sure. So, um, I guess to kind of close out here, because we're running short on time, um, Giga, do you just want to jump in the recoil? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, what well, Twitter's been on fire, basically. Like, the, the whole community is just, like, a light right now. I don't know what, why exactly, other than just that. Well, I, I probably do know why. I think it's the, the culmination of... I actually, I actually think it's because of audio, bizarrely. I think the audio in this wipe has mm -hmm. irritated people. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like getting a grain of sand stuck in your eye, and then you end up shouting at your wife. You know what I mean? Like you're you're so you're so annoyed about something else. Like I think that's the that's the catalyst that has inflamed a lot of these conversations because people were kind of just like, well, firstly there was we were just dealing with it and it grumbled along and that kind of thing. But I think that now more stuff is bugged. People are getting frustrated. Recall hasn't been changed for like this is the third. Well, this is the yeah the third wipe where the recall is the same as it was implemented in twelve twelve. And yeah, they've made some adjustments to. Um, Certain elements, such as like the long range shooting, but that was all like back in the early days of twelve twelve, when it turned out that no one could get any headshots anymore over like the hundred meters. So that aside, people are frustrated about that, and that's one of the reasons why I think that all of these conversations have popped up. Um, one of which is recall, which is the one that's trending at the moment on Tarkov Twitter, and it's I don't know, it's it's a very interesting conversation. I mean, there was one, there was a. So Trey is kind of like the he's kind of like the front man for this right now. He's he's on a campaign. He's on a he's on a campaign to get recall changed or at least noticed. Tons of people are kind of involved. I think it's worth a worthwhile conversation. I actually I don't entirely disagree with actually having these discussions like out front because nothing's happened. And I me personally, I'm also frustrated by the the lack of changes to recall. To be honest, because it's been like this since twelve twelve. There's some guns that are like clearly overpowered. 
the the way that they handle the stats is like very weird and nothing has been tweaked which is very strange but there was one particular post which i think highlights kind of like my pivot point on the whole topic okay um which was a trash pandas uh twitter post which he originally put in something along the lines of um you know like people are saying that the tarkov recall means that the gunplay is completely random surely that means that the entire game is random blah blah, blah. and it's like that's yeah, kind of, but like that's not really what people are saying. You know, they're saying it's more random than before. And Trey summed this up nicely, and he said, "If you cannot see that the current state of the game is at an all-time high of RNG determining gunfights, then you are simply not good enough at the game to comprehend that." Bad players before twelve twelve had a ten percent chance to win a gunfight. Bad players now have a forty percent chance, and I think that sums up exactly what people are talking about. They're not saying the entire game is RNG. They're saying that the gunfighting is now more RNG than it used to be. Right. And I, I don't yet know where i stand on the issue i understand that the good players and the chad players want to widen that skill gap out mm -hmm. that makes total sense they're good at the game they don't want to die to random people because they get sprayed because when they try to shoot it's also a, a crazy spray right. fest and they're overwhelmingly likely to win but less overwhelmingly likely than they used to be so it totally makes sense that they want to do that whether that's good for the game whether that's what they what bsg want i'm not sure i'm not sure whether that's good either because tarkov's not a it's not a competitive pvp right. game in the sort of same way that these other games are like valorant and whatever right it's not a pure measure of aiming skill that's not what tarkov is really about um it's an element of it but it's only it's only a piece of the puzzle and it comes very much back to like i said almost very similar thing i actually went back and found my tweet from like march of 2022 where i said the inertia changes in the game are needed for the game, but they also decrease the skill cap at the top end. And both of those things can occur at the same time alongside each other without being mutually exclusive. Do you know what I mean? Like it makes it, yeah, sure. You, you can't differentiate the top players as much anymore. Is that really what, but is that what the game cares about? Is that what Nikita cares about? Does he care about the guys who are running around skill shotting on everybody with, with the ability to get like low recoil guns? I don't really, I'm not really sure. Um, and so I think, I feel that like that viewpoint of the recall needs to be changed or it needs to be, be lower in particular. The the point that the, the point of view that recall needs to be lower, I think that's I think that's just completely subjective. And that's just a preference. I don't think there's any there's it's difficult to say that that's that's objectively the good way the good way the game should go to make it more skill based. I just don't think that's cut and dried. Um the only thing that I that I would like is a rebalancing within the recall system. I want the mm. M4 to be brought back in line with the SCAR. Some of these other guns, the UMP versus, you know, and like the, the mutant and the other, like the 9mm guns, they just absolutely suck ass, right? Like a decent <laughs> mutant shoots like an MP5 SD. Like it's, that's completely busted. Like the, the relative relationships between the guns, yes. I don't think are right. The overall absolute level of recoil, I wouldn't really mind if it's still like it is now. Like it's, it's workable and you get advantages for modding stuff and um, disadvantages for not. And that, Maybe that could be tweaked, but I just feel that the bigger problem is the relative, the relative positions of the guns in the sort of recoil spectrum, if that, if that makes sense. That, that's my personal bugbear, because um, I do think that that's silly and some of it doesn't make sense. And I think that if you just want recoil to be decreased so that the game's more skill-based, I think that's a perspective thing. I don't think that's necessarily objectively true. What's your I, thoughts? I agree. I agree. I, I will tell you, I won more gunfights on average before all this recoil change. I, especially inertia, man. I was the guy that just 
loved rounding corners on people with the desync and you know point firing the head mm-hmm. and i mean it was it was dirty and i loved it was but i i have to question is that really good for the game is that what the game is intended for is that what mm-hmm. tarkov should be right and i think the game is in a better place with the movement it was highly controversial the inertia when it was first implemented they've changed things over time and i feel like the movement you know has it is a combination of movement and the recoil and sound and all of this is now shifting the deck in in into where you know as a chatty player you now need to go i shouldn't push this guy i i really can't win this reliably so i have to back off and wait and and play a different game style which is and i can't just throw nades constantly like i used mm-hmm. to be able to they took away half the stims that give you pain meds so now i got to stop and do this all like all these debuffs and all this stuff it's slowing you down the the armor system has changed everything um i, I don't have the best ammo so maybe i do have to hit him a, a few extra times i can't buy it on reset um that's not on the traders anymore all of these changes has changed the way you have like the meta of the gameplay and the meta of the gameplay is not what it used to be and uh i don't like adapting either you know, and, and I think it's it it is also clean's kind of take two that to um kind of even the playing field across multiple guns, which I think everybody will would enjoy that, uh, no matter how realistic or unrealistic it is. And I think it would bring some balance again to the newer players who don't have access to everything. You know, they can actually use a gun that's cheaper that, you know, is usable and and isn't something that you uh simply uh use to level up your repair costs and sell the trader, you know, or your repair skill rather. Um, yeah, I think all that makes sense. Um, you know, but, uh, get out the, the pitchforks. Yeah. It's, that's the thing. Like I, and as I said, like, I don't blame, I don't blame any of the, the top guys for wanting that, right. They want a more skill based game and that makes total sense. I, I understand why they want to do that. Right. It's, that's the kind of game that they want to play at the end of the day. Right. It's like their bread and butter and it's, uh, Harkens back to what they loved about the game when they first got into it. It's you know the lab main play style and all of that, and for high end PvP, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, as you said, you pointed out even more systems that I'd forgotten have been changed. And um, I, do, I do think that the again the audio thing is catalyzing some of these frustrations because now it feels even more random. It's like I can't move, I can't shoot. I, I now I don't know where they even are. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's causing some problems. Well, I would. S- I personally would say, and it's in a very roundabout way, I kind of agree with you, because my take on it is this is something BSG should be able to handle, right? Is changing the recoil. Because, like, we're not talking about getting a brand new plugin. Like, we're not talking about removing a recoil plugin and inserting a new recoil plugin that you haven't developed, either or, and trying to work with your current, you know, projects, that being Tarkov. Like, we're talking about changing values within your own system that you built. You know what I mean? You did it once before. You know, like, you should be... So, like, to me, it's like... I see it as, you know... Obviously, people are passionate about it for various reasons. You know, whether it's balance or, or they want the game to be more of a skill issue game or whatever. But it's just something that I think it shouldn't really take them a lot of time to handle. Like, obviously, the audio's really scuff. It took them you know, however many months to get it to where it is now, 
it's really bad now. Now it's going to take more time. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like the amount of cost of time it would take to, like, work on recoil to make it better. And this is also where it's, like, I think the conversation... They got lost in translation because what ha what his recoil has been complained about since like the inception of Tarkov, <laughs> the inception. You can go back to like some of the old old posts and it's they're talking about it, right? And I think what BSG read and what people were kind of saying, but it was lost a bit, was that we want the recoil changed, and and or we want more recoil or it changed is probably what is more accurate. Like, because the most common complaint was all the guns were like laser beams. And BSG read that as, oh, they want more recoil. Let's add a flat 30 recoil or whatever the number is. It's some weird, like, 31.6 or something. I can't remember what the data mine information says. But anyways, they did that across the board. And everyone was like, no, this is not what we wanted. <laughs> we wanted you to change the recoil system, not make it worse. Um... And so I just feel like after we've played two wipes of the same system and there are clear winners of this change, I mean, just clear, there's clear standout losers, there's clear standout winners. It's made it less enjoyable because there's essentially less options, less viable options. And on the low end, the losers feel really bad because it's just kind of like, I mean, shooting a stock AKM it's just like for like you just might as well aim at their toes because like it's just gonna kick up everywhere random. Which this is the other interesting thing about the system is and I you feel like aim at their toes, you might get a headshot. Exactly, and it feels like and this is the thing. It feels like it punishes me because my natural instinct is to aim for either center mass or if I'm using a really low recoil gun like the head, right? And it just feels like it's punishing me because it's so uncontrollable that I'd just be better like the uh, a more casual player i find that they're most common a newer player to like first person shooters a lot of a lot of them tend to like aim down low to sort of get the gun model off their field so they can see like the full range of left and right you know so they kind of like aim naturally kind of aim a little low that way and, and there's like times when you do that as well as like a more experienced player but generally speaking when you're you know like clearing corners you want to have your gun up high but because the recoil is so freaking random it's just like you never know what's gonna who's gonna win the the coin toss but anyway sidetracking here i think that fuck i lost my original point <laughs> you bring up a good point though yeah. because okay in counter-strike mm -hmm. most people have played this game at some point the recoil patterns are predictable and you can memorize them so like the ak you would start off and then you would go down into the left um, right. because the recoil pattern would, would, would group up and then it'd group off to the right. So you would compensate by going down into the left. In Tarkov, the recoil patterns are not predictable. Um, and the recoil is controlled by the character and, it, and it's a skill and modifiers and Gigabeef knows way more about this than I do. But just from playing the game, you know, there's nothing like you, you can compensate for horizontal and vertical recoil to a certain extent, but it's not the same like other games. And so in games like Counter-Strike, guns had recoil that was good and bad, but then the player could then compensate for them and a really good player could actually like land a lot of the shots in a, in, in a small grouping from, mm. from a distance and actually compensate for that. Because you can't do that in Tarkov, and they've made that from a design choice to not go down that, that path, you're left with simply, you know, recoil good, bad. And this, right. th this gun good, this gun bad. 
essentially. It would be cool if cheaper guns with less attachments mm. had predictable recoil patterns that you could get good at. So you could go in with like a base stock AKM and start getting really good with it and actually compensate and kind of get it usable. The problem now is it's just not usable. And it gets so far away from reality that, you know, you have that, um, that British guy who, who does the gun museum. I forget his name. It's escaping mm -hmm. me right now. He is like watching videos of Tarkov recoil. And he's like, that is not how that gun shoots. That is like so far off from reality that pe people look at that and say, well, this is silly. And then you have the, the people on the other side of the aisle that say, well, this is a game and we're trying to make a playable game and we need to balance things and make recoil worse. So the gunfights last longer. Um, and I, I, I can see almost all the angles and it gets, you know, you can get into these conversations, just go round and round and round and round. Um, you know, I don't know. I, it seems like the recoil I, I, is anyone a huge, huge fan of the crazy recoil on the lower tier guns. I feel like if, if we could even bring those up a little bit and make modding out a, an insane M, M4 clearly better, but not like, you know, four standard deviations better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, you I know, think like, that's like that's a it. common thing, isn't it? There's a common thing people are saying, just like compress the range. You know, if like a right. a full meta um, M4 gets to, I can't remember what the number is now. Is it's like 26? I think maybe it's either like 28 or 26, and it starts off at 90 something. You know, why the why can't the full meta version be 30, and then you know, or the 35, and then the top end starts at you know 65 or something? And then, and that's that's actually the way that a lot of these guns get added. I mean, there, there's so much to this recall thing, right? There's like and it's kind of what you were saying, Church, about, oh, well, there's more important stuff to talk about. Like, yeah, sure, that audio is more important. That's fine. But, like, we have a, a recall system that's been in place for ages. There's a, a, a couple of different routes of things that you need to do, right? If you really wanted to, like, fix the recall system, and it depends on what you want to incentivize. Like, maybe BSG are happy with the way that, the way that they want it, the, the way that it is implemented. But if they, if they want it to be more realistic, you have to incentivize people to use single fire and burst yeah. more, right? Um, which the current system does not. The current system still sucks for burst. Like you kind of need like the recoil profile right now goes up, 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 and then down to the center, and then full auto is this now new stabilized pattern. So the the compensation for that is to jerk down, pull back halfway, and then mm. that's that gets you on target, right? Um, really, you should be having like shots one, two, three should all kind of be like d d d sort of like maybe like random around the same spot, similar similar area. And then the recoil kicks in and then it stabilizes something like that just to get the first couple of shots so you actually get that grace period uh, and maybe that you know there's a, there's a cooldown reset or whatever on it also the pivot points on the guns need to change back to the shoulder they don't they don't turn in the right place we, we spoke to spectator six about this he's got a whole video series about um the flip is a lie i think his whole uh his whole video series about it but it's completely true like the the recoil system basically acts as if every gun is a pistol and held in the hand and the, the gun pivots around the hand. Anyway, the, these things are like really big changes that you'd need to then test across every weapon, test all the models, make right. sure nothing looks screwy anymore. Like I posted a video um, on just to Twitter because it's kind of a throwaway thing of firing. Was it the stockless vector? I can't remember now. And it's like your sh your shoulder ends up actually in your screen because it's like the model's not done properly. And I posted a bug report for it and they actually went and fixed it. Um, but it's another another symptom of the, the problem, right? If you went and fixed it, you'd end up having to fix all of these other things as well. Like some gun wouldn't work, the folded kedder now wouldn't work, or blah, blah, blah. Like it's a lot of work. I think I agree with what you're saying, Church, is that, okay, maybe the recoil system isn't perfect. Yes, maybe they can do an overhaul later at some point in the future once more stuff is in the game and once we're closer to 1.0. But right now we have a system that is that is 
it's workable. It's not the best thing ever, but it's workable. Just change the numbers in the system that you have already. Just start doing it. Like how how much time does that really take? Like take the UMP down a little bit, right? Bring the M4 up a little bit. Like it does it really is not that big a deal to start tweaking some of those numbers and seeing how the player base responds to those guns. Because right right now there's basically no need to ever use the M4 ever right now. You know, you've got you've got the SCAR, you've got the MDR, those guns are really good. You've got the AK101 that's really good. Like the HK and the M4 are just they're just dead. They're just off in the side. They've added the G36 because of the terrible stats in the background. Nobody ever uses that gun. It's complete garbage. It's got terrible vertical recoil stats. It has horrible ergonomics. No one ever uses it. It's just awful. It's no recoil weekend. Come on. No <laughs> recoil weekend. Let us give us what we want. <laughs> Let's test it out. No. I just I just want them to fiddle with the system that we have, you know? I just yeah. really want them to change yeah, the system yeah. that we have and and just just do some just do some tweaks. It doesn't need to be anything crazy, but just start just start changing these stats. Like, you know when the 545, I mean it still doesn't feel great, but they decreased the base recoil on the, the 74N, M, blah blah blah, all of those guns. Cool, that was good. You know, they tweaked it a little bit, made them a little bit more in line. Fine. You know, just just do stuff like that. They need to it's the slow, you know, the slow hammering. It's like it's like a, a great, you know, you're trying to make a, a, a great drum, make it pristine. You mm-hmm. have to you know, hammer it each little bit at a time. But like sitting here for a year and doing literally nothing to the recall system, I think it's wasted time. It's wasted opportunity for something that they could do in a low cost way. Like maybe they want to replace the whole system and they say, well, it's not it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth like doing anything because we're going to replace the recall system yeah. at some point. But I, everything I've heard from BSG, they're not going to. So. Yeah, and I could talk about how they can maybe replace the whole system, but that's a whole long topic. And as you brought up, you know, like, should what did they want to incentivize, blah, blah, blah. Right now, as you said, your incentive is a full auto, and just some guns full auto better than others. And what's going to happen is, in a couple of weeks, everyone's going to be running around with their mutants and RDs, and it's going to be, yeah, they're going to have PS ammo, but there's, it's still going to be the same great guns and umps, and, like, whatever else, you know, Scar L's, like, I actually... MP7s, uh, oh, I guess it's kind of an ammo thing, but you, you get my point. There's going to be the same guns, and we have so much content in Tarkov, but it's just not viable. It's really, like, you are actively gimping yourself in a strategical and, and game of loss, you know, the competitive game where you're going to lose stuff. Like, no one's going to, unless you're like me and you just like pain and suffering, you're going to use the STM. But otherwise, you know what I mean? It'd be nice to actually have, Clean did a good video. And I thought he had some really good ideas there where he was like, this PPSH has this much recoil, this ump has this much recoil. Yeah, this one fires faster, this one fires slower. You would think they fire the same, but they're not because of the stats, blah, 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 whatever. And it's like, how can we get these things to make more sense where there's not an obvious, clear winner, you know, between these two? Let's tweak BSG, just tweak the values a little bit. You know, let's let's get things a little bit more similar you know, a little, a little less closer, or sorry, a little less further apart in terms of the gaps. That way we can have a little bit more options as a player base. You can have preferences emerge, you know, people like this, blah, blah, blah. More choices. It's a good thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think that's another, like, the only thing i just add to that is kind of the culmination of this is the, the in-game stats are absolute complete garbage and misleading yes. at best. And I think it's just, I think it's just really bad. I, I think agree. It's really bad. Like, the information is out you, there. Giga. Yeah, the information is out there. Like, but the thing is, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of, I'm still super cagey about talking about like sure. some of these stats because it's like people sometimes get wrapped on the knuckles for talking about certain things, and it's like, 
we wouldn't know like you can't know these things without doing other stuff within the game you know and they, these these files appear and people know what the stats are etc etc like you could go in and you could you could test it right and you could record the milliseconds return to center time on every gun to figure out these things yourself if you really if you had the, the inclination and the time and whatever yeah. you could work it out yourself really but um given that that information is kind of out there we just like you need to give that information to the players or at least like it's i think it's hiding information is one thing that's fine the player bills will figure it out eventually so it's pointless but okay if you want to do that okay but having like recall stats in the game that are actively misleading is just insane it's actually just insane like it's so bad for new players as well like it's you look at one gun it's completely incomparable to another weapon it gives you no indication of what like when a game gives you statistics you expect that stuff to be useful exactly exactly yeah like factory is easy on the yeah, like that's, that's crazy. That's actually crazy. When I figured out I, what that meant, I don't want to go to the hard maps. The factory's easy. I keep dying there. I can't get anything done. Fuck, this is the easy map. I don't know what a custom's going to be like. Yeah, it's insane. yeah. When I figured, when I figured out, or like when I read what that actually means, like mm. it just it blew it blew my mind. For, for anybody who doesn't know what that means on the map screen, like when you when you're selecting the map and it says factory, 15 minutes, it's a breeze, four to six players. And you click on Streets of Targov and it says 50 minutes, hard, 15 to 17. It literally looks at the players in the lobby and their level and compares your level to the players in the lobby. And that's that's what that means. So it's huh. comparing you to the average player's level in the lobby. That is all that that means. And it, that's why it changes sometimes. From, from like depending on when you're I on, which that. map you're on. Like, oh, there you go. So yeah, that, that's literally what it means. It's misleading at best. Right, it's terrible. And and your level is the most clear determination of your skill level, you know? So oh, when I'm higher true. level, I get better every true. wipe. When I'm 50, when I'm level one, I'm terrible at the game. Each wipe, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. And I Crazy. and I, I think, too, that a lot of the... I mean, Trey's been posting so many recoil memes. I just kind of, like, spent the whole, like, 15 minutes just going through his tweets. Just like, uh, like, 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 because I just, I think it's, I love it. But, and I think there is a middle ground here where where you really can't appease both audiences. Like, okay, Trey yeah. is a kind of player that will spend an extra two or three hundred k for a five to ten percent gain. He will he yeah. will really feel it. He'll be like, okay, at sixty meters, I'm gonna have a little bit better shot at, at you know dropping, and I and I can full auto, and I will take take advantage of that. And but it, you know, but the guy who doesn't want to dump that much money in there can still have a gun that shoots pretty good for a quarter of the cost. You know, it, it like we could just narrow it down just a little bit. I think the, the giga chads will be happy and the newer players, the guys who are more casual or, you know, um, are playing at a, at a lower level or whatever. will have a gun that, you know, resembles a modern weapon, you know, um, like the ones that they've shot in real life or seen, you know, it's somewhere in the same territory. It's uh, it's 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 difficult. It is really difficult. I just ah oh, man, it's like it's so hard to to decide exactly like which bit should be looked at in which way and how then you fix that between and because ultimately it's a game too, right? You've got the progression. You've got like the realism people, which I just kind of ignore, um, and then you've and then you've got like the progression itself, which is guns that you spend more money on and have high tier attachments should be better just from a game sense because. They cost more money and they're locked behind stuff. And it's that Tarkov's a sort of pseudo RPG in that respect, mm-hmm. anyway. And that's what the that's what the devs are going for, what Nikita's going for. So 
you know there's that angle to it um but then you've got like the the unrealisticness of it which is only relevant in the fact that the, the burst fire is so terrible and a, and a different recall profile might make more sense um the only thing that was, is kind of interesting is you touching before on like set weapon uh spray patterns, patterns in particular I mean, I personally think that that only has a place in competitive games because it's completely get. That's a one hundred percent gamey system that is in line with competitive play for people who want to compare skill against each other first and foremost, and nothing else. And I, I, my personal opinion is that it has no place in EFT because which gets, so Rust used to have this right, and they they changed it so it now no longer has it. CS has that system, but I, I mean. I've, I don't think Call of Duty does. I don't think it ever has. Um, it has a light version of it. It's interesting. It's very really. light. Like okay. there is, right. there is a pattern, but it's a very broad pattern. You know, like mm. CS:GO has a very fine pattern, and there is some variance. Like after a couple of shots, like at distance, like you can't just like spray people. Like Rust had no variance. Well, it had it had a little bit of variance, but anyways, sorry. And it gets Valorant too because Valorant's like you right. Know, CS clone. So the people who like that system like that. But I mean, I, I guess the thing about Tarkov is that, and the, the recoil itself is random from shot to shot. Like it's yeah. not the same each time you do it. But vertical recoil, in a sense, is sort of like that, right? Every gun has an up and down pattern, every single one. So there is the, you know, there's a controllability thing within the vertical recoil. It just every single gun has the same recoil profile. It's really, it's really the horizontal that kills people in the FT. Yeah. That's that's what gets you because you just don't know whether it's going to go left or right. Uh, I've been playing around with the the org recently, and it's you know when you're single firing that thing, it's just like, it's like it's so hard to know. So you know if you're firing like two shots, you never know whether it's going to be mm-hmm. up and again or up and back or left, right, whatever. Like it's pretty, it's pretty insane. And why things like the scar end up feeling quite good because their horizontal recoil is like so so decent. So there's there's sort of an element of that in EFT, and I do wonder if maybe they just brought all of the horizontal recoils in a bit, whether that would then help. That's sort of like a nice middle ground between like yeah, every gun kind of has this like auto control feature, um, which you can control to some extent, but there's some randomization you have to try and keep it on target. I I, I don't really know. I I, really I know. know. I agree with you, Giga. I think. Even though I like the more skill-based stuff, I then at the same vein, and sometimes I kind of dislike it because it requires you. Like, could you imagine if every gun in Tarkov had its own unique pattern that you had to sit there and like spend a thousand hours in your hideout every day, just like refreshing yourself on the patterns and learning them and getting the muscle memory? Like, that's like it's what it's. I don't think it's how Tarkov is designed. Like, I think it should be more on the RNG side than the skill side. You know, maybe kind of like Call of Duty, but whatever. What I think is problematic is that they're like basically what i've said before is that there's clear winners and clear losers because the the scar for example like yeah it's other stats aren't great but because it is so consistent um like basically because the rng is so small on it it is a more preferred gun same with the mutant i mean it still has decent rng but the convergence is so high um the rd has less horizontal so it's like a more preferred gun. Like these are like the clear winners, and I just think that they need to make make everything have RNG, but like in different ways, and that they're like interesting options where it's not clear winners. I think that's like the general summation. Like we should we should keep the RNG because it is kind of an RNG game, and, and at the end of the day, um, but have it a nice 
find try to find a nice middle ground where we get to have all the options to us and player preference and we can maybe even like design things kind of our way like how clean said maybe certain attachments affect horizontal a little bit more versus re, re, uh, vertical like there, there could be a lot of cool things they do but dear god for the time being now please just remove the 30 percent added recoil let my mp5 sd come back into mainstream media again dude because I, I love that gun anytime someone just like posts a, an sd mp5 sd clip i'm just like like but i know dude, you're suffering <laughs> I want to run the MPX, dude. The MPX was oh, when no. it came out. When was the last time yeah, you used the dude. MPX? I, I used to love MPX. the MPX, man. <laughs> yeah, you know that, that gun, it's sad because that shouldn't even be a bad gun. It's like right. on an M4 platform. Like you right. can run all the same attachments. Like it just doesn't even make sense. And so I I, I don't want to complain too much and I don't want to be too negative fest. Uh, sure. we've already been talking about cheaters. But yeah, I'm I'm in agreement. Yeah. Like uh, you know. Yeah, I think like certain certain aspects of it do actually feel okay. Like when I was going through the, and we, me and Church did a whole cast about this one point, which is the seven six two by fifty one weapons, which actually feel pretty cool. They're like they're quite interesting and quite decent. I quite like the combinations there. You've got the RFB, which is really cheap. It's got um, it's got a very snappy return, but the recoil is super high, and there's not much you can do about it. You got the Hunter, which is just dead. But then you've got the um, you know you've got the MDR and the SCAR which go full auto, but they the MDR can't go that low. But the ergo is really high. The SCAR you can make it slightly better, but the ergo is not as high. Then you've got the single fire ones. You've got the SR and the M1A. Those go really low recoil, but they're not full auto. The M1A is super super heavy. Goes lower than the SR, which is slightly lighter. Then you've got the G. Um, oh god, what's it called? The uh, the HK. HK seventeen four seventeen. Yeah, the, yeah the yeah, um, yeah G twenty eight. G28, the G28, that's yeah. it, the G28, yeah. Um, and that one, and that one's got the, probably the, the worst recoil profile out of all of them, but it's incredibly light. So you can make you can make underweight kits with that thing and still run, you know, 51 NATO. It's like, it's actually really a really nicely balanced, like, class of weapons, and the, the caliber in general works super well. Like, it's, it's a good it's, it's a good round. You don't need to hit people up, you know, with, with that many and they die. Like, it's just everything about... It is really cool. And when I was do- going through, and then the RSAS, which is like super top tier, and that's but that's really heavy. Um, so it's even better than the SR. So there, there's like there's trade offs, there's advantages, there's disadvantages. It's a hard decision. Not everyone runs the same right. thing. Some people love the M1A, some people love the SR. There's like economics angles to it as well. Some people really want the full auto, so they go for the MDR. Like it's just, it's so good. Like it's actually really, really nicely balanced. Whereas, yeah, you look at something like five five six, which is just a complete. It's just it's just garbage, and and nine mil is just completely dead, right? It's just like and I find the whole thing so weird. Yeah, and expensive. It's just like the M four and the HK, and I just completely ruined. You need something that's got you know decent stats in the background, which those two do not. All, all the single fire weapons have absolutely like they do really have like no no decent advantages over the full autos. Like you can get um you can get the full auto weapons to uh, you know nice ergo if you want to. So there's really no reason to run the ADAR or the TX. There's really no reason to at all. I don't know. It's just like I'd like them to get to that stage, and and if you do, and the relative, and also then between the count. So if, if within the caliber, if the weapons are, are balanced nicely and have good trade-offs, and between the calibers, the recoil makes sense, then it doesn't really matter where the recoil is overall. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because everybody's kind of in that same boat, and you're going like, well, the nine mils are a laser beam, but I basically have to use PST. Right. And yeah, right. now that now they've made, and I, and I actually responded to one of Trey's points, and I'd said about nine mil, and he was like, oh, and five five six. You know, you need because I said you'd make nine mil great again, basically, on his post, and he was like, oh, and five five six. But I was like, well, 
but you have to be careful about 556, dude, because right. people can run M995 and like, you know, 55A1 and stuff. Whereas like 9mm, that's just not the case. I was like, I would rather 9mm all the weapons in 9mm to become like full-on laser beams and AP 6.3 still to be really expensive mm-hmm. than I would just like, just make AP 6.3 cheap and the guns still suck. Like that's not, that's not the way. Right, like they're right. making AP 6.3 cheaper. Like they've done it now, right? It's only like $4 now. It used to be so oh, expensive. Really? You, it, was, it was like the, the Vector came out, they locked all of it out <laughs> of the PST off to level, you know, 6 billion traders. Yeah. Then they like, then they put it in the, as a craft, but it's super expensive. Then they brought it back to Peacekeeper 4. Now they've brought it back again. Now they've made it cheaper. It's just like, Fix the freaking guns, dude. Yeah, like, I know. Make the, like, it doesn't matter. If the ammo is expensive, people will use it, especially if it's like a full-on laser beam and you're like, fine, well, I can use 6.3. It's it's pricey, but like the gun's got, you know, a 17 recoil, and so I can shoot people in the face with it. But if I don't, then the pen's not there and I'll die, right? And that's that's the trade-off that you're, that you're looking for. Um, it's just, oh, it's just, I don't know. It just seems really obvious to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm there. Uh I've come up with all kinds of like wild systems to balance things. And I always come up with some, there, there's always some flaw, you know, like, like I had one idea where I was like, well, guns should be primarily ergo or recoil and not both. So like you can have a gun, you can hold real steady and snappy and, and single tap, but it's, it, it's recoil is going to be bad. Or you can have a gun that has really good recoil, but it's not stay. And every time I come up with one of those systems, I'm like, oh, this is just terrible. This is just terrible. Like I, I, I don't, they can remain in this current system, this, the, this current world. It can be changed, you know? And I think most people are in, are in agreement. Um, why, so why, why is Trace Post so controversial? Why do, do people, is it like an anti-Giga Chad thing? They, they think he's trying to go too far. I mean, because I've watched some of his stuff and I've seen a few of his posts, but I haven't really dug into it. Does he want Recoil to go back to the old days and people don't like that? Is that I, I'm, I'm surprised there's even that much outrage. I'm not actually 100% certain exactly what he wants. And I think this may be the issue. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I've like yeah. not read into it in enough detail from exactly his posts. I mean, I have looked at pretty much all of them. Um, at the moment, he's, I mean, his, his campaign is... Recoil but He's just kind of like memeing on the topic, right? Yeah. Really, yeah. Right? And he's saying yeah. like recoil needs to be, needs to be less. Um, so I'm not like 100% sure exactly what he wants. But I think it's a lot of people interpret it as... I'm a Giga Chad. I want to go back to having laser beam uh, weapons. And I think I don't, and I don't know whether this is intentional, but I also feel like his comments are taken within the context of like the Chad grouping. Right. And and the Chad grouping kind of like theme for the past couple of months on and off from different people and not necessarily Trey, because Trey's actually one of the really stand up guys. He never complains about stuff and he, he really is. Yeah, you know, he's he's one of the, he's definitely one of the one of the better guys there in terms of the way he handles with the community and stuff. But the broader Chad grouping has had a lot of memeing on you know take me back you know patch you know twelve eleven you know the old HK old <laughs> baby old like Mr., you know the, yeah. the four one six with the PKO six on it and you know all of this stuff right. It's like, and I think his posts have then taken into context of that of just like I want to go back to playing labs as a main and PVPing against other Chads with no recoil and winning and feeling like a god. And I think that's what people interpret it as, when I don't actually think that's really what he means, but I think that the, I think a lot of the community interprets it that way, which is the reason why people start getting upset about stuff. But the thing is, right, like this is the, this is the internet, so people get upset about all kinds of stuff, like, uh, not, not meaning to deviate too much from the exact conversation, but I mentioned briefly earlier that I, I posted a, I posted something on Twitter, 
where and this is kind of it's part of the broader conversation about skill move maneuverability movement all of this kind of stuff specifically about the aim punch where i had a fight with the player scav i did i got shot the screen's blurry i was full autoing with the scar at i mean what was the range two meters or something and um i ran out of bullets and died and i was astounded that i didn't kill him because i was pretty sure you know i'm not the best shot in the world but i was pretty sure that my crosshair placement was was decent so I was, I was just like, okay, well, whatever, and moved on. Later on, I remembered about it and went back to go and just have a, have a look and just like, see, what, what did actually happen? And basically, the, he shot me twice in the left arm, so like one and then again. And the, the second shot blacked my arm, and that did something to the, the aim punch. And basically, the scar like, was twisted. And if you're looking at I did I posted like a full screen picture and if you split the screen on the left-hand side into you know, multiple segments, my weapons, like laser, is pointed one-fifth along that line, away from the center of the screen. Whether this is a good or a bad thing, that's up for you to decide, right? But like in the moment, with the blur, I couldn't see the rounds hitting, because like, the, the back wall where I shot was like 20 meters away or something, right? So in the, in the VOD, through the blur, I can zoom in and see the ping of where the bullet landed in the back. Like, in the moment, like literally, I stepped out and went, da 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 da, and then died. Like, that's what happened in the moment. But like going through literally frame by frame, I could see precisely what happened. And I was like, huh, it's kind of, kind of crazy. I'm kind of, sh- I'm kind of shocked that my rounds landed there. And like, I got like random, po- and this is the thing, like, I, I don't think I could have been more clear, but I got random posts such as like, this isn't Call of Duty. You have to get used to where the bullets go. For hip firing, the center dot only works if it's far away. The closer the target is, the more it's going to be oh, off. Like, yeah. That's not the point of the post. Like, I know, no, no. Yeah. So, yeah. So, kind of like, long story short, I'm not surprised that people got the wrong end of the stick for this stuff because they like, they skim read it and then just like the, f- the very first take that comes out of their head, they write and then they move on, right? And just like, that's the way that Twitter works. So, I think that's also another reason because it's just because it's just the internet. That's one of the reasons why Trey's stuff is, uh, kind of got yeah. the attention that it has in the way that in the way that it has it's tough to um know that the silent majority is probably on track but it's not the feedback you're getting in real time you know um when you put a, a uh you know I, i've had videos you know that have done really really well but the majority of the comments it's like how do i have this many upvotes and this many people giving me this kind of feedback yet I'm consistently getting this like one little like screwball guy uh, writing this. Well, actually, man, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, <laughs> and it's tough because like, you know, if, if you're a Twitch streamer, if, if you're one of the guys that, that, that that's live 12 hours a day, I mean, you're feeding off of that chat, that constant feedback. You're trying to find out where, where, where you're going to be. And uh, this is a brutal time for Targov streamers. You know, the, the average morale so low. There's just so many perfect storms going on right now, um, and I, I I feel for him. I can totally see where he's coming from and, and what it must be like. Uh, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm not in that position. And, yeah, and yeah. I I was just gonna say I think this is why I at the start you know I kind of agree with you in a roundabout way. This is about audio. The uh, the patch this patch feels like we've gone three steps backwards. Like it's streets is bad performance wise. Desync, it's kind of sucks. The new content's kind of, you know, sucks. Audio's 
all over the place. Um, and then we, you know, it's like we should, you know, I feel like Trey and them, they've been talking about recoil forever and they still have, like, they've done some changes here and there. Don't get me wrong. They've done some changes, but I think what Trey's saying, like, just go back to the old one. Um, and like, let's get a W for this patch. It's kind of what I'm feeling. You know what I mean? Like I'm playing streets a lot and when it's, you know, it's, it's fun, you know, it's, it's a new map. It's fun. Um, but the performance sucks. Like I was using a, a six X and I was like, Ugh. Like, like literally you can get for me anyways in my system i can get a stutter and it could be while i'm scripted in and it could be anywhere from like one to two seconds and i'm just like terrified because i'm trying to kill the scav that's wanasuka me from a thousand meters away it's really terrifying but anyways that's kind of where i'm at is like why i'm so like happy that this is a hot topic in Tarkov right now because if they do change it for me it could potentially be a really big w and um bring the you know and, and like bring the system a little bit more in line and like listen they can like work on it down the road if they want to really redesign it and incentivize this type of play style or behavior or whatever but like for now let's just take what we got and try to get it everything to be a little bit more competitive between each other and you know what's funny giga you mentioned all the 762551 guns you know what's funny left out what's the sa58 yeah, that gun is so around. dead though. But I would rather there be five guns that are balanced, one gun that's crap. Right? That's, that's fair. fine. That's fair. That's yeah. fine. That's okay. Rather than like all the guns are all the guns are just total trash, and one gun's amazing. You know, that's yeah. the problem with uh, like the absolutely BP, like six two thirty nine, right? Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I, do, I don't know. F's in chat for the SA fifty eight. But that's the thing. Like, I don't want to go back to the twelve eleven recoil. I really do not. I do, I do not. Um, but the, the current recall system also isn't it, and I just feel that there's, I feel like there's a middle ground where maybe you know if they added X recoil to every gun, maybe take half of it away or something, right? Maybe just do that. Um, mm. But I'd really rather them actually look at each gun and do a little, do a little tweak to the stats. Like, don't change anything crazy. Don't change the pivot points. Don't change the profile of the auto control system. Right. You're talking like that, take the base recoil and just tweak it down or up depending yeah, on. Yeah, tweak it down yeah. or up, change some of the hidden stats, I guess, whatever. Right. Like just make some of these things better. Some of the like like the foul, right? Make that gun a little bit better and change change some of those stats so that people maybe can run it again. Like, event, eventually, if you just if you just keep making little tweaks, right. eventually some people will run it. Right? It's gonna it's gonna take a while. Um, and because the game's in beta, you know, let's let's do some testing. Like like, like for a weekend, yeah. for, for a week, lower it by you know like change the modifier. Uh, 50%, so lower it by 15 uh, points from 30 or whatever it was. And for a week, he, people can make videos and test it out. And it would be interesting. It's something to do. It's fun. Uh, and people can decide, you know, if that's cool. And uh, it would be interesting. Mm -hmm. Change stuff. And that's why I like the ammo changes. That's why I like yeah. the things they're doing with the traders oh, yeah. and the workbench and stuff. Is it good? Don't know. We'll see. Just freaking I, do it. Like same. <laughs> I, I love it. Like people always ask me what I think about stuff, dude. I'm like, we're we're, we're still playing through it, man. Like this right. is gonna be interesting. I I I feel like my raids have been more interesting. Um, I'm like, whoa, what is this ammo? I haven't ha ever had to look this one up on an ammo chart. Uh, <laughs> let's let's go see how this thing performs. <laughs> <laughs> TCW. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's that stuff I used to throw on the ground. I got to pick that stuff up. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Because I think like previously we've we've talked about how it's you know. Well, the end game is not going to be in that state, and you know the whole game is going to change. There's no point in them doing X feature now. There's no point rebalancing Y feature now because everything's going to be different in the end game. It's just like, why are we bothering to test anything then? Like, what's the yeah. what's even right. what's even the point of the current situation? And like, unless 
unless the end game is going to be radically different, they're going to overhaul vehicle completely. Like we should at least be tweaking our way towards the end system bit by bit, right? It's like like they're doing with the rest of the game, slowly like fully open, and then they slowly remove stuff, and like thermals are gone, and then this is gone, and then these guns are yeah. gone. Now this ammo is gone, and now you have to do stuff in the workbench. So we we should nudge our way to the end result. It, I don't think the argument of we should just wait because it's going to be totally different. Well, then, yeah, 1.0 is going to release. It's going to be awful because the system's going to be totally unbalanced. They're yeah. going to influence something random that's untested. What was the whole <laughs> testing period for? So I, I never buy that argument personally. Because yeah. when they add photon cannons and laser guns, the enforce can be irrelevant. So, like, why are we even... Don't even worry about it, guys. Like, yeah, don't test it. It's, it's fine. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um. Okay. I think that's... That horse has been buried again. <laughs> uh, hopefully something will happen at some point in time. But until then, I'm going to be rocking that UMP45, baby. So, uh, Giga, anything else you got on here from this you want to mention? No, we're running over time. Um, I think that's kind of covered most of it. I mean, there was like... <laughs> I had like... There was random things. I mean, there was one... Semi, well, it's kind of important. BSG did actually release a roadmap of fixes. We probably should have talked about that right at the start, but we were talking about Jesus and other interesting stuff. So it doesn't really matter what's on it, but they said that these are the things that they're looking to fix in the upcoming patches audio and these bugs and this bug and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's interesting. We've never, BSG never say stuff like that. So that's cool. That's a welcome thing. You know, they're interacting with the community about what they are hoping to fix. And I, I do think that that's a good response to releasing the audio in a in a super cooked state <laughs> like it is uh it's pretty bad right because uh they rather than just being like okay we'll keep steam audio in for the maps that it's not finished or whatever they're just like we're just releasing the whole thing it's not it's not ready on these four maps have fun <laughs> which is um i mean it's definitely an interesting approach i mean i'd like i don't really care like this is the thing i don't really care that much like it's fine some people are super angry and super mad but like, yeah, you know, Reserve and Shoreline and Interchange and these places are just, like, really hard to play. Um, and even the maps where they said it was going to be, f is, is is it's good or it's done or it's, like, the first iteration is actually completed. They still aren't amazing. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's I think that's basically that from, from that perspective. There was a couple of things that got banned from secure containers and anybody who's getting further along in there hideout will probably have noticed a couple of items you just can't buy so like intel center three you just cannot buy there's like there's like far forward current converters like signal amplifiers stuff like yeah. this like there's one there's one thing for the solar panel one thing for intel three you just can't buy them they're mechanic barters but they're locked behind quests i think they're lightkeeper quests so you basically have to go to labs or somewhere i'm not sure if there's anywhere else but people have said you have to go to labs and find like tech spawns in labs and go and get them there so maybe more information about that when i actually go and try and do it um and uh, yeah, I mean that's other than a few other like there's there's like there's random things right there's random things like they brought the mechanic rails back to level one they're not on barter anymore you used to only be able to buy the M locks the four point one and the uh, and the two inch rails at like mechanic two and they were barters for like a, a tape and some other a USB I think it was at level one you can now just buy them on level one which is screwing up everyone's gunsmith because they've managed to somehow clone the it's got like a different item ID so when you assemble in the gun preset it never finds it because it's like it's a di like I, I don't know what they've done. They've messed that up, um, and you can only buy four four fleece hats in any one in any one time, which is really annoying. If you're trying to make fleece in the hideout, you have to now stockpile fleece hats whilst you're making kajura on the off cycle. <laughs> oh yeah, that's stream of consciousness later. That's bas that's basically it. Those are like the random bits that don't fit anywhere else that I've noticed this week. 
Well, you brought up the container, so you know it's my turn. Um, oh, does sorry. anyone else find it weird that they're increasingly keep targeting container bans that specifically pertain to bringing items in the raid that are in the container? Like, at first it was mags, right? People were bringing mags in the container, and then they banned that. Then it was nades. Now it's face... I mean, armor. Like, if you could go back in the day where it was, like, guns, armor... But, like, it's just, like, an increasing long list. Like, at the end, are we just not going to be able to bring ammo and meds in the container? It's, like, it feels like the sole purpose how BSG sees the container is for you to go in, find something, and then put it in the container. Does anyone else think I, that's kind of weird? make it a one-way? No, I think... I mean, I'm, I'm on the one-way camp, to be honest with you, but um, but I, I feel like the one-way idea is the way that they're going, right? It's the It's the whole idea of you bring in... Things that are annoying to lose, but you, you're not going to be able to like game it by bringing like alt and face shields and just like hot swapping constantly. Right? They, they didn't want people have 60 round mags in there, fine. They didn't want people having guns in there and doing shenanigans, fine. They don't want people having face shields in there, fine. But have your meds in there, have some spare bullets, have you know, serve 12 or CMS, that kind of thing, and then that's it. I think that's it's utility, it's a utility thing. Well, like you don't hot swap I, always... nades, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, but people were putting impact nades in there and stuff. Like it was, it was like shenanigans. You go into hatchling and then you impact nade somebody with it, or or a know, thermal. You, I get thermals. You know, like you hide the thermal when someone yeah. pushed you. Yeah, I get you know? so it's just, Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like I, I just almost wonder if BSG is like attacking the symptoms and not the problem. I mean, container yeah, so, talk uh, 2.0. But anyways, okay. I'm so, sorry. So I'm, to that, it. wouldn't it be cool? If they made it so that the container takes a set period of time to open, so you're not like hot swapping your like like you're not going to hot swap your Alton face shield. You don't have time to put your thermal. You can't run up to tech and put a graphics card in there real quick while a dude's pushing you when mm-hmm. you have no gun, because it's going to take you 15 seconds to open it or whatever. You have you have you have to go through an animation, and so opening like may, like may, maybe keys would be exempt from that, but. You know, um, if you get into a fight and you put all your meds there and you're trying to risk as little as you can, when right. you got a heavy bleed, well, now you got to like open your container and get your grizzly out and that, that's going to slow you down. And you can't just run into a room, grab a graphics card, put it in there real quick um, because the guy's going to push you, you know, so you actually have to, you know, play in a normal play style, right? Um, you know, I, I, that would be one way of, of combating some of that. Yeah, you can have an, an extra mag, but you're not getting to it right in the middle of a fight. Right. You're, not, you're not keeping your second mag in there. You're, you're keeping a backup mag, so 30 minutes down the line, you know, you've got some extra ammo. Uh, I, it would balance that just a little bit. Um, oh, I like that idea. Yeah. yeah, I've heard that session before, and I think it's an interesting balance choice. And It could, yeah. Because it's like, it's so annoying that Every time I find a 60 round mag for Gunsmith 2, it's like, oh, I can't put it in my container because, you know, they banned it for whatever reason, even though it's like as valuable as any other loot item that I normally can put in my container. It's just now yeah, it's like, because um, they yeah. banned all the mags, right? All mags were yes. banned. It wasn't just 60 rounders, they banned right. everything. Do you right. remember I was doing those zero to hero runs? And I was mm-hmm. like, I had, oh, yeah. I had Red Rebel. <laughs> And I had, uh, I had, you know, you find a gun and you're like, yeah. oh, I need to, reload. you know, I found some PS rounds and I need to reload the gun. And she's like, okay, well, let me take the gun out and the, the mag out. And you're like, oh, no, the mag, the mag went on the floor. I'm like, why didn't it, why did it go on the floor? I was like, oh, crap, no, no mags can go in the secure container. Like, it wasn't anything, I didn't really think about it. And I was like, 
Well, now I have no agency to pick it up. Like it's on the floor, but there's no hand slot. So it's just stuck on the floor. I don't have a rig and I don't have a bag. So I can't pick the bag up at all. There's no way I, I can't, I can't put it back in the gun because there's no like, there's no intermediary state for me to get it from the floor into the, into the weapon. And mm. I was just like, no, I have this like, I have an AK with a mag on the floor. I've got a stack of PS. Now I have to load this thing manually in like through the breach. I was like, what the hell? This is crazy. It's like a random situation that you would never normally be in because you never normally don't have a bag or a, or a weapon or a, or a rig and so i ended up just like in those situations I'm like oh i've got a gun with like one mag like don't touch the mag just like leave it there you have to find a weapons crate or something anything that the gun will fit in that you can then take the mag out of and then the bullets and then load them in then put them back in the gun and then back on your player you need to do it through the medium of a box because you're, you're <laughs> yeah there's like, like four loot mechanic like yeah there's not there's not like your hands on right. to slot you know what i mean so there's like there's not there's no way you can like get it in it's like what crazy you have to like go and find a bag to go and pick a magazine up and put it back in the weapon that you literally just dropped was, i was like this is nuts but you you can slam a stem and instantly reload your second gun mm-hmm. uh while you're healing mm, yes. <laughs> that but that still exists <laughs> there's just so many little things man i mean uh yeah soon They'll they'll get fixed. Just wait till one point out, guys. Copium. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I resubscribed uh, to my Amazon Copium uh, delivery. Nice. Weekly. Well, I think we're nearing the end. Um, I just wanted to say to the audio listeners, specifically on Spotify, um. That I've seen the the comments. We'll definitely probably next week we'll we'll go back and read a couple of them. And there's been a couple of polls that got some interesting results. So appreciate you guys participating in that. And also, goat, thanks for coming on the show, man. Really, really enjoyed you having you on today, and appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on the show. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. I, I've had a blast. I love talking about this stuff. Most of the guys that I play with are, you know. They get tired of me having all 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 these <laughs> conversations and complaining. So now I get to come vent to you guys and, and to everybody else. So I appreciate being here. You guys are awesome. Thanks, dude. It's been a good time. Where can people find you at? Uh, yeah. So I I've pretty much moved everything over to YouTube now. So I'm streaming, making videos uh, uh, at G zero at um, it's goat with a zero. Um, if you like VoIP content, really funny, silly stuff. My shorts are all like VoIP interactions, uh, completely different style than my long form videos. And I have some long form videos. Some are serious. Some are just gameplay. Um, you know, you check it out. Uh, it may be something you enjoy. And uh, I appreciate anybody uh, who comes by and leaves a comment. I read all the comments and uh, I really appreciate it all. You know, what's crazy is I've actually seen, I think before, because I've seen you comment on short or uh, Scav Talk. And, I, and then I clicked on your username and I saw your channel. I was like, wait a minute, I've seen this guy on shorts before. So there's probably a chance you've seen Goat before on shorts. Because, I, I mean, you have some shorts that have really popped off, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, my, my short content is the most viewed. So if you look mm-hmm. at my subscriber base, 90% of my subscribers come from shorts, which is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I have like, like, I don't know, like 10 videos over a million views, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Like my normal content, I didn't make a lot of it and it wasn't something I, I focused on. And how YouTube works is when I make a normal long form video, 
all those people that subscribe don't even get served that content. They're like on a different algorithm. So I'm building that back up over now and I'm kind of rebranding a little bit and I uh, stopped, I stopped streaming on, on Twitch and I'm only streaming on YouTube now. And I stream like once or twice a week. I, you know, it's, you know, it's not, it's not a lot, but uh, I really enjoy it. I love interacting with people. Um, Tarkov is unique, really, you know, we all complain so much. And I think it's because this game is so awesome and so different. There was no game like it. Uh, yeah. If you try to step away from Tarkov to go play something different, it's going to be fine. You're going to have a good time. It's not like Tarkov. It's not right. the same experience. It's not the complexity. The community's so unique and different. Um, you know, as long as PSG's got the servers on, I'll, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> cool. Thanks again, man, for coming on. And with that, we'll catch you all next week. Catch you later.